Here's here's what I like. Let's all go around the room and say what we like. What do you like? Go. I like being given a heads up that we're recording. Okay. That's totally fair. What I like is that we're on part eight of eight of these requests. And over the course of it, we've actively gotten worse at it. The last part, part seven, part, I'll request six, number one was our longest part yet yeah what are we doing i'd fire us if i was in charge luckily god is in charge and jesus has taken the wheel ali so <laughs> i swear to aisha Drew. i swear to aisha <laughs> yeah it is great it's it's insane looking back now at the first week which at this point seems like a different lifetime that that one, which we thought at the time was so long and we were so bad for doing it that way that we had to split it into two parts. Can you even imagine? Yeah. Was by far our shortest. Yes. Although I guess it this sort of evens the playing field in that the people who have had to wait the longest. You people. You people for us to talk about their movies seem to be getting on average about two and a half hours of us talking per movie as opposed to 20 minutes in the first part. That, so, yeah. you know, it's, is it the journey or the destination? Basically. I mean, I would, I would like to get the destination faster. Also, do you have three drinks open again? What? What is, Oh, your... you haven't opened that one yet. Okay. This one. Oh, you finished your coffee too. Okay, this okay, one's okay. finished. I got, I have, Oh, so you're any, on any given Sunday, I have two, Finished drinks and two in progress or waiting to be opened drinks in my immediate vicinity within arm's reach. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I don't feel safe unless I have two immediately available beverages. In fact, I'm going to crack this guy. Let's hear it. Let's hear it as a team. Oh, my little, oh, my fingies. Drew, can you open it for oh, me? my fingies. I think he did it on purpose. <laughs> there Crack. you go. Is that's, that a sangria? That's my, that's my last sangria. It's pretty good, but not so good that I wanted three. Ah, that's why you gave me one and I liked it. Yeah. Oh, I like it now. Give me mine back. <laughs> okay, I'll, uh, I'll pee it back into your bottle. Let me, let me tell you something non-jokingly. That's much better than the first one I had. I feel like I had eaten something dumb, ah. or brushed my teeth, maybe, mm -hmm. or ate dog poop, or eaten dog poop divine style right before having it, because th this is pretty good. Maybe you just got a bad one. Maybe I got a bad batch. Except for they was that would be the same batch. They were be but... sitting beside each other in the uh, in the AM PM. Ampum. Yeah, that's actually much nicer you oh. know what back on board with the official sponsor of the podcast rockstar what are you a punched are you a juiced it's a punched hmm. ladies and gentlemen it's a punched berry sangria hmm. i've been i have long extolled the virtues and by long i mean since uh, when i first discovered it a couple months ago the tropical berry but uh sangria pretty good this is a this a l relatively late in the day Ugh. energy drink cracking. Yeah, but uh, I think I need it. 
I think I need it too. And I think you need to finish that beaver bus. Yeah. But I think we can do it. It's it, when when we stop talking, a number of things happen. A number of things. Yeah. One, we're done oh, with thank, the movie. Thank Christ. We're done with the movies and we can watch what we want yeah. again. Two, we don't have to talk to each other anymore. That's great. That's, we can, uh, that's even better than stopping the podcast. I, could, I couldn't be more excited to drive you home in silence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. That is... That is the dream. I just could like want for nothing I'm, more. Right a married now. couple coming home from a dinner with their friends that didn't go so well. Yes. Yeah. Or or driving home from a trip. Yep. Yep. Where they where it solidified that they hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. I've broken up with a girlfriend on the way to a trip. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That is unusual, but I like it. Yep. Tell me everything about that. Uh, it was, I don't know, I was like in my early 20s and, you know, maybe I was 19. Yeah, I think I was 19. And uh, we were supposed to, the, the girl I was seeing at the time, her parents had like a cabin at Cultus or like a trailer at, Cam- at Cultus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to go there for the weekend and in the car on the way, uh, we got into a fight over what she was playing on the radio. And because I found it to be annoying. Was it ACDC? It was not ACDC, I believe. Was it new Metallica? It was it was 2022 Metallica. Was it Lollapalooza 2022 headliners? Yes. Metallica. It was uh, re-reload by Metallica. <laughs> More like re-retard. <laughs> uh, Still got it four hours in, baby. Let's go. Yeah, but you had a break. It doesn't count. Uh, we had a break, and I put the first food in my system of the uh, week. Uh, so uh, Of the week? Do you heard me. You haven't eaten all week? No, it's for babies. Oh. Hmm. And uh, I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, we didn't talk about... That was a, that was kind of a funny thing in, the, in Scooby-Doo. That, that happened on the way to the forum? On the way to the forum. Zero Mostel, some other queer... Whoa! Oh, too soon? Uh, now we're 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 six minutes. YouTube, oh, okay. People YouTube's are stopped. not listening. Yeah, YouTube's not listening. No, when uh, when they're getting their souls back and they accidentally go in the wrong bodies, and then Sco- oh, yeah. Scooby or uh, Shaggy ends up in Daphne's body, and, and he's like, and just immediately starts having sex with himself. <laughs> just, <laughs> just finger blasting, finger blasting until the cows come home. No, and he's like, oh my god, like, don't you ever eat? You're starving yourself. Oh, yeah, that was funny. You know what? And, like, a commentary on what we do to women in society. Hey, you want to be hot? You better starve yourself and be unhappy all the time. Yeah, Sarah Michelle. Uh, Yeah, anyways, so we got into a fight uh, just outside uh, Fort Langley, and she... Like, you know, we we just, like, were yelling at each, screaming at each other, and then she was like... Yeah, I'm not sure if we should even go on this trip. And I was like, I don't think we should be dating each other anymore. <laughs> and then she was, so she called her mom. Yeah. And told her mom that and I was. You, and you called her mom a whore. <laughs> a whore. Uh, called her mom her, and told her mom that I was being an asshole. Yeah. And that we broke up. And then her mom on the phone told her that she should pull over and kick me out of the car. Nice. And I said, if you pull this car over, oh. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> And she immediately hung on the phone with her mom. There was dead silence. She then 
called her ex-boyfriend oh. and asked him what he was doing tonight. Oh, I love it. And I was like so over it. I was like playing a game on my phone, I think. <laughs> and then she called her mom back and was like, yeah, he's texting other girls. I was like, okay. Uh, pardon me. I'm playing uh, Cobra on my Nokia. <laughs> yes. And um, but the problem was that we were like the only place that we were able to turn around yeah. was Fort Langley. So she had to go all the way into Fort Langley to turn all the way back around to come all the way back. Beautiful. And uh, instead of dropping me off like at my house, near my house, within walking distance to my house, she dropped <laughs> me off at her house, which was in like almost Port Coquitlam. Oh, that's not that close to you. And uh, uh, I had like three bags of stuff. Yeah, that's more than a walk. So I uh, and my parents must have been out of town, I guess. And so I was like, I guess I'm taking the so bus. You lived on the street for the weekend? Uh, for the rest of my life. Oh. Scott, I'm uh, living in your garage. I knew it. Um, that smell. That smell. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I had to call my friend Dan to come pick me up, but he was drunk, so he drunk drove to come get me. And then uh, I went and hung out with him, <laughs> and I hooked up with the waitress at Denny's that night. Oh, this whole thing is squalid, and I love yep. it. It's a real dude's rock. Like, break up with me, I'll hit you. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then drunk driving. I will. Hit and you. then uh, hooking up and with then a Denny's, Denny's waitress. waitress. Did, um, now before you hooked up with the Denny's waitress, and I think I know the answer because she agreed to hook up with you and didn't make fun of you, uh, did you share an Oreo sundae with Dan and then have all the waitresses come over and call you gay? (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. I did not. I think that's where me, you, and Kelly stumbled that one time. Ah, probably. (laughs) Probably. But I would do it again. Are you guys gay? <laughs> I don't know. I've just never seen three straight men share a Sunday. Well, maybe get out more. I'll hit you. <laughs> I'll, I'll hit you. I will hit you. I'm not overly proud of it, but at the same time, I was 19 and, and pissed uh, off. didn't want to be left on the side of the road between, uh, like, just outside of Fort Langley. I was 19. I was pissed off. I was heavily abusing steroids. Yep. I was on uh, a weird mixture of uh, Oxycontin and birth control pills. Yep. <laughs> and, I was uh, so deep in the closet that I couldn't see sunlight. And I was volatile. Yep. And it's going to happen. I was toxic. I don't blame you. I, you I, hold on. Are you that toxic masculinity I keep I'm, I'm, I'm the toxic attraction. <laughs> P.S. How is it even possible there isn't a tag team or faction called toxic masculinity? Well, Scott. There let, has to be. Let's get, let's get booked in Choose Your Narrative and we're good. <laughs> but still has cats also. Yeah, but, but also toxic masculinity. But we're the most toxic of anyone at Choose Your Narrative, which yeah, choose your narrative, is... Whatever. Saying something. <laughs> yep. We're the worst guys there. Yes, we are. <laughs> but I also feel like it's a lot of guys just doing the gimmick so they get booked there and sell merch and shit. But it's also guys who oh, literally yeah. can only get booked yeah. there because they're Austin. Austin Aries, for example. I guess Braun Strowman because it sounds like nobody likes him. It does sound like that. Our, man, his... His COVID take... I mean, a lot of dumb wrestlers had... Your standard, like, anti-mask, anti-vax COVID takes. Mm-hmm. But I liked Braun Strowman's, like, economical COVID take. Literally making fun of indie wrestlers 
not even making fun, but just like addressing indie wrestlers who couldn't get any work because no indie wrestling was happening for months and months and months because of COVID. And he's like, why wouldn't you just like he's uh, I can't even describe what he like where he was coming from because he's in such a weird bubble. His his advice was like, why wouldn't you just become a power lifter and get signed by WWE? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that was literally yeah. his take. He's like, because that's well, all he knows. Yeah, like, of, well, of course you're not making money on the indies. You should, you should get signed like one in ten thousand people do yeah. to WWE. You stupid. Hey, you five foot eleven high flying guy. Yeah, you should become just as jacked as humanly possible. It's literally just like a Wall Street hedge fund guy saying, "Poor guy, why wouldn't you just be a millionaire? It's yeah. easier. Yeah, yeah, stupid. It's just easier to be rich. Why are you wasting your time not being a millionaire? Yeah, it's- now I want to find out what he said. <laughs> Tweet. Uh, COVID. Indie wrestlers. Uh, Braun Strowman criticizes indie wrestlers affected by coronavirus gets dragged by Twitter. Show me the tweet. Bump, 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 bump. Uh, here we go with more of the somebody pay for my bills stuff. If you can't afford to pay your bills, maybe you should change professions. That's why I quit Strongman. I loved it, but I couldn't afford to live. So instead of making a GoFundMe or a Patreon wanting someone else to take care of me, I went out and worked harder than I ever have in my life to get where I am. What happened to be accounting? What happened to being accountable for your own actions? Fuck you. Also, good time to bring up a paypal.me slash not Scott Henson because we are not accountable for our own actions and have made some terrible decisions in life and need you, the viewing and listening public, to bail us out. You people. And that and that's straight from Braun Strowman, Adam Scher, Titan, cool guy himself, guy who got a million a billion dollar contract from being large. And why wouldn't you just be large if you wanted one too, stupid? Uh, says, send us some money at paypal.me slash not Scott Hansen. Look, the time for us giving things in return for money <laughs> has long passed. <laughs> those days are over. I hope you enjoyed it. Those were, those were the glory days of getting something for your money. Now, now you just send it and you hope we acknowledge it. If we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. But just know in your heart... That one day, one or both of us are going to do something really stupid with it, and that should be enough. I cannot look at your computer screen with all of those open tabs. It's a lot of tabs. It, it's, it's a couple. It's giving me anxiety. I didn't used to have it, but then something happened. I think I have 106 open tabs. You you hit your head and now you don't know how to close tabs? Oh, no. Like, I can see multiple Wikipedia tabs. There's a couple Wikipedias. Uh, multiple YouTube tabs. You got multiple YouTube, multiple DeviantArt. Yeah. Uh, multiple Fur Affinity. Are, are they just things you are saving or you don't want to lose? Or? They're th- things to get back to that I haven't gotten back to. And, and a few just sort of act as bookmarks as things I go like like my own website is there and like PayPal is there and uh, okay what what do I got to do to get you to close one of those tabs today 
One tap for, for your own mental health and for the sake of letting go. Hmm. This is this is, Scott. This is a live on air surprise okay. intervention. Although I guess all interventions are surprises. <laughs> this is a live intervention of your tab hoarding. Hmm. What do I what do I got to do to get you to close one tab? I'm going to close the Wikipedia for John Waters. Click. <laughs> 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 okay. Good. Thank Congratulations. You. you did it. You know what? I'll do like the back. Uh, Oh, we still we still got bitch who takes pictures of babies on there. So. You're opening right. a new tab for everything. Always. Oh my god, you're oh, Scott. You're oh. sicker than I thought. I'm fine. You're sicker than I thought. I'm fine. You're, you're not. You're not just using like three tabs and you're just, crazy. Oh my god. How many cage matches are open? One, two, three. Why? One is the one I was just on. Yeah. One, which you is- can probably close. Fine, I'll close that one. Uh, one is 1995 uh, All Japan because, uh, look, there's there's a lot of reasons that require a lot of explaining. Autism is a factor, okay? I, I noticed that for whatever reason, a bunch of 90s All Japan star ratings got added to Cage Match more than I have on my master list of star ratings. So I've been going back and updated, and I'm currently on 1995 and have been for about four months. Huh. Because I haven't gotten back to it. But that's why it's there, so I can get back to it okay, when that, I need it. That one, is I will allow, is justified. But, but they're all like that. I have 106 of that. Wow. I'm busy. That's that's an interesting life you live. I know. <laughs> Interesting doesn't necessarily mean good or happy. <laughs> no, I, I know it's neither, but it it is not it is not not interesting. Mm. I'll tell you what else is interesting. Segue when someone gives us money to watch a movie and says, "I don't know from movies," <laughs> you pick, and that's where Paige comes in. Dare I call her a hero? There are very few of us left in the world, but. She is one. I don't throw around the term <laughs> brave very often. <laughs> stunning and brave? Stunning and brave. Oh, man, there was a good stunning yesterday, but it's just mean to talk about. Look, here, here's the gist, and you've all seen it if you've ever used social media. Um, you, know when, you know when a woman... <laughs> <laughs> when yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, we could. Uh, uh, here's what's funny. I forgot the picture was of Chrissy Metz, and I was literally going to say a Chrissy Metz type. <laughs> <laughs> you know when Chrissy Metz yeah. posts a picture of her in her Emmys garb, and then just every. I, would you say it's like a 50 50 combination of like White Knights, Simps, and. Uh, equally sized bitches or is it just all the bitches i think it is all yeah yeah i don't um, think it's size specific who are requesting yeah no it is all no yeah. it, it's not the, the yeah. comments aren't size specific you're right uh just are required by law to by post, woke law <laughs> to post stunning exclamation mark on the uh on the picture instead of look it like you you can be you can be a big bitch i like a big bitch Chrissy Metz is going to die live. When This Is Us does their their finale live. <laughs> their live finale. She's going to die on it. So, 
there there's a point there's a point where you should maybe stop saying stunning yeah just cut, yeah have a cutoff is there a weight limit or an appearance limit great question i don't know i think i think you assign half of the total points to each hmm. i think you weigh it you weigh it half on appearance half on numbers i i think both of us being uh Big bitches? B- BBMs. <laughs> big beautiful men. Big black men. Um, are entitled to the opinions of uh, big women. Yeah. And they have to listen to what we say. Look, I wish more people posted stunning on my pictures. Me too. Me too. Um, no, I, I think what that, it is. At the end of the day, that's what it is. It's, yeah. me, it's me being jealous of the big bitches. Yeah. But I think it's fine to be like... There is nothing wrong with being a plus-sized person. That's what I'm saying. But, like, she doesn't have a neck. And putting on a dress just makes her look round. Yeah. Like, she's, like, that's not celebrating body positivity. That's celebrating obesity. That's encouraging someone who's slowly committing suicide. Like, people are not naturally that fat. For Hundo? That That is a product of... You eat it, overeating, under exercising. Like there are people that are naturally fat. There are people that Me. naturally have bigger bodies. Me, but there are not people whose shoulders go up to their ears because they don't have <laughs> necks, and their tum- their stomachs are as far out forward as they are wide. White people so fat they look Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> They look like sumo wrestlers, <laughs> but like nobody is naturally that fat. Except Samoans. That, that, that's because their bones are like 10 times thicker than ours. Yeah. Like they're mostly bone. <laughs> they're the bonies that they're, we've been fighting? They're the bonies. Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway, Lone Wolf is <laughs> was our dealer's choice. Lone Wolf 2020. A movie that has existed uh, since, uh, as per the name, 2020, but uh, was nowhere to be found anywhere on the internet until a couple months ago when furry Twitter got word of the existence of this movie, and the next day there were... 150 fully seated torrents. (laughs) (laughs) They did their job and did it well. Yep. So I respect that. And I'm I'm glad we got to watch it. We we watched this with Kelly and it would have been fun to also have Kelly talk about it, but we kind of figured he wouldn't want to sit through the the other six and a half hours of movies he didn't see while he stares into the middle distance and waits for his movie to come up. Yeah. So also he lives in a different municipality than us. And that's that's a lot to ask. Yeah. And we're no longer visiting outside municipalities. Yeah. This is a real uh, Hunger Games situation where we're divided into districts. (laughs) Kelly's a 13 and we're a one. I'm more of a District 9 myself. Ah. You're living in the slums of Johannesburg. I'm a prawn. You're a prawn man. <laughs> a prawn tiger. A movie I didn't expect to have TF. Yeah, but it's not good. Like, it's not. the quality is good. The end result is not good. Obviously, he's a fucking shrimp alien. Yeah. <laughs> you can't win them all. But uh, Don't worry, they're coming back for him. Oh, wait, they didn't. Oh, yeah. Where's District 10? 
There was supposed to be. Wasn't I think there, there was supposed to be a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. But then he his career kind of went downhill from there. Then he just and kept making worse movies. Now he's making straight to demand horror movies. So nice. The natural progression. Yeah. He should hit up Shyamalan. Sure. He uh, should. He should hit up Uwe Boll. He should hit up Uwe Boll. But first, he should hit up the director of this movie that I definitely don't know offhand. So this this movie was very promising on paper. Yeah. Because we didn't know... We, what we knew was it's about a furry sort of serial killer, but the implication of the trailer is that he's trying to turn fursuiters into real furries. Yeah. And I didn't know what the actual process would be. Right. But was obviously optimistic, as I am about all movies of the like, and am uh, never not disappointed. But... Uh, and never not funny. And never not funny. <laughs> so, but that being said, the first scene of the movie is exactly what I wanted it to be. The, the origin story. <laughs> yeah. As it were. So, the... Dude is a uh, it's it's uh, the the flashback is the eighties yeah and the dude is a uh, high school mascot wolf who, a lone wolf as you may a lone wolf as it were yeah and uh what's the deal? he he wears the suit to a party he goes to yeah he goes to like a a party at a house yeah in costume yeah. And then and he's uh, dating like the head cheerleader. Yeah. So obviously he's like good looking enough to get the babe. Like good looking and popular, but also a total fag. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a furry. Oh, that's true. Is the one drawback. And uh, then a bunch of bullies. No, I think it's the football team. Because they're oh, like, because yeah. they like make an emphasis of like, look at this guy, like he doesn't even play football. I'm like, yeah, he's the mascot. The mascot doesn't have to play football. <laughs> yeah, you dicks. And yeah, do they, what? Do, what even happened? Do they just set him on fire? Yeah, they set him on fire. <laughs> as a yeah, as a as goof, a, as, a, as a, a gag. That's a good gag. Yeah, it's a good gag. Burn him alive. <laughs> and uh that that's the opening scene. Uh there's there's the description that like they're saying that he's a killer who uh like cuz it's like a it's sort of uh like folklore. It's not Yeah. They're like yes, he did get like you know, there's no nobody knows the true story that he got burned alive and they're like, "Oh, he's like this killer that he wants to kill people and he's a wolf." Yeah. And everybody's like, "Oh, sure." But I believe one of them says that he wants to turn everyone into human furries. Yes. And I'm like, what's a human furry? It's a great question. Don't you just mean furry? furry? <laughs> yeah. So, unclear there. Uh, Kelly had a good line about the guy b- uh, before becoming the mascot, like, going down to the pe department or whatever and saying like hey i'd like to be the mascot and the teacher going well our mascot is the hurricane i think it should be a wolf (laughs) (laughs) why don't we just say it's a wolf (laughs) what what are we gonna do to get me a suit (laughs) yeah i will be portraying a wolf and that is the last conversation we will have about (laughs) that um so the main girl uh, like li- pretty much like 
they, her and her friends are all, they go to school wearing the, the paws and tails, but not heads. Yeah, wearing partial partials. Uh, she also has a poster for, um, something, oh, 21 Jump Street. Yeah. And it, that's our second our hashtag second justice for Johnny. Justice for Johnny. <laughs> he did nothing wrong. Yeah. Uh, so this movie establishes the very real premise that uh, furries are hot, funny people who use fursuits as fashion accessories. Yes. Uh, uh, my next note is, uh, the production audio is terrible. We wouldn't have heard large swaths of the movie without subtitles. Yeah, imagine having to watch a movie filmed, written, directed, filmed, and starring Americans. Yes. And you have to use subtitles. Unintelligible because of the audio mix. Like, I, Daniel Blake, and Sorry We Missed You are both British movies in Newcastle, and I almost had to use subtitles for that yeah. because of the accent. Mm-hmm. This is American. Yeah. Just USA. English U- only. USA A-OK. Normally, but not here. Text first. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Also, the editing was fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. Like, everything about the production of this movie was dog shit. Yeah. There was a awful photoshopped missing girl poster that was clearly green screened over was, something yeah, that was and it one. was moving on its own <laughs> yep yeah that was very nice and then then we just cut to the girl wearing her fursuit in class yeah like that wouldn't be the craziest thing that's ever happened in that school yeah. besides the three shootings yes and as if the teacher would just be like chill with it yeah like you're like nope this is a distraction go to the principal's office you can't discriminate me i have to go use the litter box <laughs> which i hear certain schools certain in michigan schools in michigan have litter boxes for the furry students they do ha- they have litter boxes in the Gender neutral gender bathrooms. bathrooms. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, libs. <laughs> uh, so she uh, she's in class wearing her fursuit. And then uh, because her friend's class uh, ends at a different time, you know how school you know, works. You know how high school is. Uh, they're waiting at the door for her in their, their, fursuits. their fursuits. But yes, when I say fursuits, everyone has partials. Yeah, there, there, there isn't a full suit until the last... 30, 30 minutes, minutes of the yeah. movie it's beans heads and tails yeah i'm like and, and yeah and I, I say it later on like even at the con like every single person at the convention they go to is yeah just wearing a partial i'm like there's gonna be some full jobs at a fucking convention and he, and in the reality of this movie there should probably be some full ones just in class yeah <laughs> the way it's going but there wasn't yeah, why is every suit a partial it, it, with a with hundred exclamation <laughs> and question marks after it? Get a real suit. Now, I wrote down a thing, and what was I referring to? I, oh, yeah, because there's a group of four friends, Yeah, but they lose one. She just, like, disappears uh, from the rest of the movie. Yeah, she, like... The, the Russian one. Yeah, the uh, the uh, furry orphan situation. Yeah, I was like, is she doing an orphan? She's doing an orphan. She's, yeah. She's, like, 45, and yeah. she's pretending to be in high school. Uh, her English is terrible. 
Yeah. And it seemed like it was going to be this group of four friends. And yeah. then for the rest of the movie, it's the three and not. Yeah. <laughs> she, not the uh, maybe she got deported. Maybe she did. So they uh, they go to a con against her against the main girl's mom's wishes. Yep. Because she she knows she's better. terrified about the bathroom situation. <laughs> she's from North she, Carolina. She's already gone to uh, PTA meetings and student yep. union council meetings. P- and many PTA meetings, despite not having a kid, which is are my favorite. Yes. PTA meeting. Yeah. People. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, who's your son or daughter? Oh, I don't have oh, one. Oh, I'm barren. <laughs> I just do not approve of this school's stance on trans bathrooms. <laughs> I wouldn't, if I could have kids, which I've, uh, I've reiterated, I cannot. I cannot. My womb is barren and dry like the Sahara Desert. Yep. But if I had a son or daughter, I would not want them in the bathroom with one of them. <laughs> And so where do we go from there? So we, uh, they go to the con, um, uh, which has, uh, more girls than has ever been at a con um, in recorded correct. history. Uh, there was also the fact that they constantly kept taking their fucking heads off. Yeah. Furries refuse to wear their fucking heads. What are you doing? Do you even know anything, guy who wrote this movie? No. The answer is no. Did someone write this movie? <laughs> is There was a script? They, they definitely seemed like some decent chunks were were ad libbed. The um, so yeah, the, the, the secondary girl, not the main girl, but yeah. the secondary girl is in love with this like popular tiger character, a, a poppy fur, as it were, a poppy fur, yeah, uh, who's a tiger, yeah, who's like I don't know, was he a fucking DJ or something, yeah, or something, or he's like a, a social media influencer kind of thing, yeah, and. Yeah, and again, she, like, he, again only has a partial, even though he's... Po- Imagine a poppy fur who doesn't have a full suit, yeah, first of all. And also, the tiger head sucks. Yeah. The tiger head was like a costume from a Halloween it, costume. It was no good. Like, it was not good. There were some, there were some okay-looking suit stuff yep. in the movie. There were bits and pieces that were yeah, very good. Like, mo- most of it were real fursuits and not, not that weird mishmash of $4 mascot costumes and then five thousand dollars suits that was in uh, Pottersville. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was a weird yeah. mix. Well, not everybody can afford the five thousand dollars, Scott. Then don't have a suit. No, you got to have something. You're a furry. No, you, you want to have an orgy in the forest. If you want to get proposed to in the wrestling ring, you have to be a good guy. No heel proposals in wrestling unless it ends with you kicking the woman. <laughs> Just for reference. This is a direct just for reference, call out. Scott, Scott and I have in person seen three. Yes. Heel wins a match by cheating. And then gets engaged then to his real girlfriend. In real life. Cause of course, like after you see uh after you see a guy cheat to win a wrestling match and then basically say Hey, uh, that was all bullshit, and I'm playing a fake character. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell my real girlfriend yeah. how much I love her and that I want to spend my life with her. Yeah. Be sure to boo me next week. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I'm secretly a really nice guy, and I have this loving girlfriend, but don't worry. Next week, I'm going to be back to fake being bad. <laughs> You're all fired. 
fucking idiots. You're, you're they're all, all they're, it's all interconnected too, because like they all saw the other one. I want like, to do that. The uh, Tur- Turner saw Bill. Yeah. Cooper saw Turner. I learned it from watching you. Exactly. So, ugh. if you want to do it, be a good guy. Be a face. Be a face. You can do it. It. By the way, none of this is a problem if you're a face. Yeah. Go nuts. If you're a face, you can propose to as many women as you want. You could propose to, dare I say, a dog. You could propose to a man. <laughs> you should propose to a man. Yeah. We need a gay wrestling wedding. We do need, well, a real one, not a fake one. We've had a, we've had one <laughs> fake one. You want more than a Billy and Chuck? Yeah, Bill, uh, Chuck and Suck, please. That's their name. Sorry, Chuck and Suck. Yeah. Ch- Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> And suck gun. And suck gun. You know what? You can suck a gun. <laughs> uh, what's going on in this movie? Uh, yeah. oh, speaking of guns, my next note. You. Oh, yeah. Cause there was a guy who wasn't a furry hanging out outside the con because it was a good place to get laid. Oh, really? By women. Really? I said you couldn't get heterosexual sex at a con if you had a gun. <laughs> I wrote, uh, couldn't make this about a real fur con, huh? No one is getting heterosexually laid at any real con. Well, yeah, what are you doing? See, it's it's bits like that that make me know that the the writer-director, whoever, is not a true believer. He has a cursory knowledge of the fandom but is not in it he read some stuff online yeah and just thought like oh it's gonna be cooler if it's women and not men yeah because the men don't in the, exist well because the men in it would have to be gay and he's, yeah. not, he's not gay I'm but not, anyway I'm okay. I'm but okay. sp- speaking of the tiger that's what i was getting to so yeah, actually uh, funny she goes upstairs with the tiger but it turns out that it's not the tiger it's like her br- his brother and then he's like, she's like, oh, well, like, I'm really into your brother. And I believe he says the too cool for school brother who's pretending to be him says, yeah. uh, oh, my brother's a faggot. <laughs> like, he's gay. Like, he's total faggot. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, because because there's the thing where he take takes the head off and, and it is yeah the gay brother. And he's like. Uh, and, uh, he basically just gave his like Twitter bio. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm binary. I'm something and very gay. <laughs> yeah. I'm binary, asexual and very that gay. That was it. It was asexual. Yeah. Yeah. Binary. <laughs> non, n- yeah. That's. <sighs> but yeah. So like the brother said that he's super gay. That That was the first realistic thing. Yeah. Uh, they go back downstairs, and uh, she gets super drunk and pukes all over the hunky tiger. Yeah, and then three, all three of them get kicked out of the con for one of them throwing up. Yeah, a thing that happens five thousand times per con. Yeah, and no one's ever gotten thrown no. out. Never. So because real cons don't care about. Well, whippets, gay sex, or puke. <laughs> Just a, a floor covered in nitrous canisters to the point you cannot see the carpet anymore. Mm-hmm. Just a, a full layer of used whippets 
as God intended. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So they get invited to they get invited to an after party, which is I'm gonna say on the other side of the country. Yeah. They drive overnight. Oh, they, they, yeah, they drive forever. To they get drive there. overnight yeah. to yeah. the after party yeah. and get there in the daylight. Uh well they they get stuck a bunch of well, they get stuck at like uh, like two dives right one's yeah, like yeah. a dive bar yeah and the other's just like a service station yeah thing I guess um, or it's like a diner I think isn't it yeah yeah I guess that, yeah I guess yeah. a diner and uh, I like that the Mexican guy at the diner who spoke Spanish did not get subtitles nope. <laughs> Like, all the English people yeah. got stuff that, yeah. and they're like, nah, we're not doing Spanish. You can work it out. Or maybe this was, maybe we watched the Spanish version for Spanish speakers, ah. and the, so the one line of dialogue for us, the Spanish speakers, yeah. of course, didn't need to be subtitled, course, so but everything else needs subtitles. Yep. Yep. Although the subtitles were in English, so the, no. I feel like this hurts my theory. <laughs> at, uh, at what point do we get the arrhythmics? We do get the arrhythmic. Um, I'm going to say at multiple points. I think it's just once, I think, isn't it? I guess. But we get, get a big old uh, Sweet Dreams yep. cover. Yeah. Yeah. But by the way, not. Yeah. It, it wasn't the arrhythmics, right? No, it, no, no. Yeah. No, it was but... some. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely wrote. Uh, How did you afford the rights to Sweet Dreams? <laughs> or, it, or it could just be a uh, purgatory house where uh, they clearly did. They, they clearly didn't care. Yeah. They're like, no one important is seeing this movie. No. Uh, it was really funny when they were at the diner and the, like, cowboy old man guy yep. orders the disaster burger. Um, and then when it arrives at his table, there's already a bite taken out of it yep. because they've clearly shot it once already. And they're like, well, we're not going to make a whole yeah, new Yeah, and so they needed to take a second take shot. and there was already his bite out of it. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, some good continuity. That's just saving time and money is what that is. I'm not mad at that at all. <laughs> Uh, what were the girls' animals? We had a red panda, red panda, possum, possum, and something catty. Link, links, links, maybe. Links. Yeah. So fun animal choices didn't go like down the middle. There weren't three blue wolves. So, yeah. <laughs> so good or, for them. Uh, a, a blue wolf and then a uh, chimera <laughs> and then uh, a raccoon that also has wings and horns. <laughs> of course. Uh, so I can't remember what uh, was going on, but I guess she was, uh, she was, uh, going with the advances of someone at the bar. Cause I wrote, are possums sluts? I wrote one's a real fucking slut. Well, it was the possum. It was the possum. <laughs> and then they, yeah, then they had to like, it's like the diner was attached to a motel yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I did like that. She slept in her tail and paws. <laughs> Yeah, why, why get comfortable when you can commit to the gimmick? <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah, the next day they get there, I'm like, is yesterday's after party still yep. going on? Yeah. Uh, answer, yes. The after party goes on for four days, Scott. Yeah. At this point, I guess we actually get to the after party and someone is in full suit because I wrote in all caps, shout out to the first real furry in this movie. <laughs> Unless it was something else. Because, P.S., I don't, con it's not, I don't consider it... 
owning a fursuit being a real furry. I think wanting to get the surgery is the one and only yeah. criterion for yeah. if you're Com- a real Committing furry. to living the rest of your life as an animal-human hybrid, Yes, that's that's a real furry. That's being furry. Like, that's a oh, true furry. I got a costume. <laughs> Shut up. I saved my money for two years so I can be a panther. <laughs> I mean, you did say that mockingly, but that does sound cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, sweet dreams. Uh, someone gave someone a backbreaker. Yep. What was the, this? Lone, the lone was wolf? That, was that, okay. You should have banged somebody at the party. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so lone wolf has kind of been creeping around yeah, the he's whole been, time. Yeah, he's been stalking every, the girls. Yeah. How, how did they know that he wanted to turn his victims into human furries. I think it was just part of the folklore. Oh, it's just the lore. Yeah, I think okay. that they just sort of were like, oh, yeah, and then he gets you and turns you into a donkey. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is it. Because, yeah, how would anyone know? Yeah, otherwise? he, he like, hasn't actually he, done he anything. He hasn't had a victim escape. No. So, yeah, so he uh, infiltrates the party yep. and then just fucking... Rex shit. Just starts killing people. Yeah, he go, he does a full bane on someone. Yep. Which is very cool. And, uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, and... Oh, beautiful. Uh, the... I think the one and only avian we see in the movie, full 180 neck snap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Die, avian scum. Yeah, you know, I'm like, sorry, I'm supposed to be rooting against this guy? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Get some scalies while you're at it. Yeah, exactly. All the... All the outliers. All the... Yeah. All the bottom feeders. <laughs> so he abducts the main girl, yeah. and then it turns out he had already abducted the main girl's sister. Yeah. Who had been missing for, I don't know, a year? Yeah, she was the something. missing girl on the she poster. She was the missing girl. The bad poster. Yeah. And uh, and it turns out his high school girlfriend is their mother. So I don't know if he's getting revenge on the mother for not being nice and not stopping him from getting burned alive i guess not stopping him from getting burned or not being into it once his uh suit had been grafted onto him with fire i don't know because i don't know can we can we talk about how Mm -hmm. the mother yeah clearly went to high school and grew up in america (laughs) and has an, no, older, no an older daughter who was the first one kidnapped. Yes. And a younger daughter who is the one that's just now been kidnapped. And the older daughter... And, and, how, okay, and how the mother and younger daughter have, have no accent. Zero accent. <laughs> and the older daughter... Oh, i Chinese. <laughs> she Chinese. Look pa- out, he tried to cut you. She want park your car. <laughs> yeah, she was full-blown Chinese. That, that was fun. Why did she... I, I just literally wrote, why does the sister have a racist I Asian accent? I think her character does that to rebel against her mother, who she feels has turned her back on her culture. Oh, now, so, none of that is in the movie. Right. So she's mad at her mom for making her a banana. Yeah. She thinks her mom is a Chinese Uncle Tom. Mm. And she's showing her what for. An Uncle Chang. An Uncle Chang. <laughs> a P.F. Chang. A P.F. Chang's. 
no it's not bad i'm just proud of it oh. if the chinese version of an uncle tom is a general so <laughs> that's what it is that, that's the answer and i'm writing that down stop <laughs> stop being such a general so <laughs> and that's the end of the show <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so she she wants to try and help her sister escape, but he's already started grafting the sister into a. But fucking barely. Oh yeah, like he hasn't the done bare minimum. shit in like a he's, year. He's had her for a year, and she's he's got, got like, like a patch. A, she's got like a, a paw. Yeah, or like like the top of a paw. Where's the tail? Where's the ears? Well, he's not a he's not a doctor. He didn't even graduate high school, Scott. <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> it didn't occur to me. He didn't graduate high school. Didn't graduate high kids. School. Graduate high school or go back and get your GED or else you're never going to furry up a Chinese bitch. Nope. So he, she. You got it. Wants to help her sister escape. And her sister has kind of got uh, Florence Nightingale syndrome. <laughs> uh, I, th- I honestly I think I've said that on like five different podcasts. I, I will always enjoy it <laughs> uh she's got stockholm syndrome where she's very much like no he's doing this to make us like better like to upgrade us yeah you should want this and she's like no. which by the way she's th- the girl is in theory right yeah he is he's trying to make you better he's just bad at it yeah and it has been taking forever because he's uneducated i know because he's uneducated but the the thought is there yeah he's well-intentioned yeah he is so i i can't root against him the honestly just the last note i wrote was if this bitch escapes unfurry <laughs> I, Scott, could, I feel like you're gonna be mad at the end of this movie yeah i was mad at the end of the movie <laughs> you're right good guess yeah uh, I also wrote that there's just no budget or even thought process for sound effects. Oh, like, no. Anything cage related had no noises. Like, oh, yeah. There was a couple of silent cage moments. Yeah. yeah there's a couple of things where like there would clearly even just production audio wise. Yeah. And they just didn't bother. No. They're like, no, no, no. Silence. <laughs> this needs to be artsy. Silence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it uh, it needed work there. Like the take the premise and give us the budget of DreamWorks's home to make it. Yeah, and you're getting a good movie. You're getting a good movie. You're getting a good furry horror. Yeah, where we cast actors that are the same body size as us, then get them suits made, and then we keep the suits afterwards. Yes, that's the way. You <laughs> that's do the move. You know, for uh, whatever, what was the budget? $150 million? 138 I think, or something like that. Yeah. We could probably just buy our own suits with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just trick the studio into giving us the money. But it is funnier to <laughs> cast body doubles for us to wear the suits and then just after production, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dispose of them. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry. Uh, we, we got a place to keep them. We're not uh we're not gonna put holes in them and do stuff. <laughs> SPH, baby. SPH. You know it. Which seamlessly transitions into nineteen sixty-three's <laughs> It's a mad, <laughs> mad, mad, mad world from our boy Tommy. Is it Tom or Tommy? Tommy. Okay. Never Tom. 
Tom Tom makes him sound too real, and I'd like to keep him as an abstract thought. As, as an imaginary friend. As an imaginary Australian friend. <laughs> Tommy is like a drop-dead Fred situation, <laughs> as opposed to like a, a, a real boy. <laughs> so, the opening credits of this, I'm like, oh, so the cast of this movie is Spencer Tracy, plus every comedian... 1930 to 1960. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's all all the big hits, all the big names. The cast is wild. And if I knew more old Hollywood, the cast would be even wilder. Because it would be Van even, Wilder. Even Gene Wilder. Even Gene Wilder, who 10 years later would probably be in this. How about uh, Van Wilder to the Rise, Rise of, of Taj? Taj? You fucking know it. Cal Penn, maybe. Cal Penn. Quit acting to go work for Obama. Didn't work out. Came back to acting. (laughs) Good career trajectory. Yep. Kumar. Kumar. Obama. Kumar. House. House. That's a good one. Killed himself on House. Spoilers. That was an interesting episode. Because they literally didn't give a reason. And then the moral of the story is... Sometimes people kill themselves for no reason. Yep. Goodbye, everybody. Some, sometimes life is bad and they kill themselves. Yeah. That was something. I think that's... Was that when he went to work for Obama? Was yes. that It was, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he... I think he... I think his big contribution to the Obama administration... Was filling out a quota of Indians? Was filling out a quota of Indians. It was him and... Uh, Russell Peters, I believe. <laughs> Canadian Russell Peters. Yeah. I think he I think he told Obama to do more drone bombing and also to keep children at the border in cages, but don't say anything about it and then just let Trump get in trouble for it. Interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know, like, quiet but important contributions <laughs> yeah, yeah. to the administration. Uh, 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 Mr. President, uh, Barry, can I call you Barry? Um, instead of, uh, sure instead of aiming most of our bomb, our drone strikes over here in this region, I'm listening. what if we go a little bit more south and east to, uh, to this region over here? I believe it's called uh, Pakistan. Uh, maybe we should do some bombing there. There's some bombing Pakistan. Yes. Well, I... Um was, well, of course, as you said, I'm uh, Barack Obama. And? And I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to uh, drum bomb Pakistan. <laughs> because he's Indian. And Indians hate Pakistanis. I, I get it. I'm with you. Where's Chris Goodwin to say the word? I want him to say the word. We need to get a, a audio clip of just him saying that. Say the word, So we can Chris? just put it in whenever we want. <laughs> Nothing and like it's not the us saying whitest, it. nerdiest British man <laughs> saying... A racial slur. It is fun. A, sl- a slur that really never made its way here. I and guess a little bit, but not much. I don't think so at all. And now yeah. we just need to get the the whitest, gayest Australian man we know to say... Perhaps a, your imaginary to, friend. To, to say a different racial slur. Yep. And then we can clip the few times that I referenced the N-word on here. But you were, got <laughs> you were only quoting rap lyrics. I was. Or, or Chappelle Show. Or... Or talking about the people doing the lyrics. 
But that's close enough. Mickey Rooney is four feet tall. Four feet tall if he's that. Three foot eight, and he's got eight inch lifts in. He's three feet tall. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a, he's a legitimate munchkin. He's he's an amazing man. But buddy Hackett's also not very big. Like they're no. both tiny dudes. Yeah, Hackett's not a ton taller than him. No, honestly. But uh, so the movie starts, and uh, P.S. You're not getting a full plot recap because there's like a hundred now, eighteen different storylines, and the movie is three hours and seventeen uh, minutes. P.S. Long. It's kind of original Rat Race, I, which, very similar. Which I didn't know. My third note is: Wait, is this Rat Race? Yeah, I knew. I, I knew it was Rat Race. I did not yeah, know. I that. knew it was Rat Race. I knew very little about the movie. I for with like slight difference. There is there is no reason for this to be the case, but sometimes I just conflate two things I haven't seen in my head, mm-hmm. even though they're very different. Mm-hmm. In my head, it's a mad, 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 mad world, and the gods must be crazy. Were the okay. same movie. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think in my now head, they're not anymore. <laughs> in my head, I had it's a mad, 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 mad world, and a funny thing happened on the way to the okay. Cult. I, I, to me, those were sure maybe like swapped plots or very similar plots, they or both took place in ancient Rome. Yeah, like yeah. In, in my head, I just sort of like had that. Yeah, that they were the same thing or similar, or like uh... that's come up twice now. So now I need to know who the guy is in it with zero mustel. Funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Nineteen sixty-six. Zero mustel. Michael Crawford. That's okay. Who's Michael Crawford? Uh, Phil Silvers. Michael Who's, Crawford's oh, just okay. another guy in it. Right. Buster Keaton's also in it. Yep. Well, Silvers is in this. Yes, he is. So there's the connection. There is the connection. So it's the same movie. <laughs> That's true. Sergeant Bilko himself. Yep. Phil Silvers. Wait a minute. Isn't it Steve, Steve Martin. Martin? Sergeant Bilko? No. Steve Martin just steals other things. Pink Panther. Sergeant Bilko. It's a piece of shit. Also, I really like Steve Martin. But <laughs> Too bad nobody else does. Yeah, I guess he's tough. Let's do a Steve Martin, Mike Myers buddy <laughs> comedy and see how that works. And see if the director kills himself. Yeah. yeah. Or both of them. Or both of them. Yeah. Double murder or Suey. Okay, hear me out. Yep. A love a love triangle comedy, Mike Myers, Steve Martin, Sharon Stone. Okay. And see, and the game is... Free enter, how, one leaf. How many directors kill themselves <laughs> how many, between pre-production how and How many they can completion. plow through. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Just three of the most difficult people to deal with in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And Sharon Stone just literally wasn't allowed to make movies for 10 years. All she does now is she's the spokeswoman for one of those online casinos. I don't know if you've nice. seen it. Is it the one with the guy with a lion's head? No. Have you seen those? Yes. Yeah. There's also Does one. Does it piss you off that he just has straight up human yeah, hands and feet? Yeah, of course. And I don't think a tail either. Like, no just tail. the lion just, head? Just the head. What are you doing? What are you the, even. There's also another one that's sponsored by Penn and Teller that I was very disappointed about. Mm. I'm like, oh, you guys are like millionaires. Yeah. You do don't you really need, need to do to. this online casino shit? You had a show on Showtime yeah. for eight seasons. Like. Come on, guys. And now another show that's been on for like eight seasons. Yeah. And you've had like a Vegas residency for 50 years. Yeah, like... You're fucking rich. You're millionaires. Why are you supporting this? I don't get it. Those things are all scams anyways. 
That's how yeah. Russian business criminals like launder money. Yeah, that's why Russia is happening right now. Yeah, because of you guys sponsoring GameGamble.net or something. Dot <laughs> CZ. <laughs> CZ. Yeah, so the movie starts with a uh, man getting in a uh, horrific car accident. Yeah. Fly- flying off, the cl- off a cliff and crashing. Yeah. And then the cast of main characters are also driving on the road and see the accident, and they go down to check on the man. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get introduced to uh, pretty much the main male characters. Well, and this is the first thing, because I, I guess you maybe see them in the cars briefly, but the really the first scene is the guy who, who's Jimmy Durante, like super famous old timey actor um who did like all the 30s gangster movies and shit Mm -hmm. um it was the guy who got in the accident and then all these men come down the hill to see him and then there's a whole scene there where he tells them about the basically buried treasure and they all they all talk about it and then they then they all go back to their cars and like, oh, there's women in the cars. Oh, they all, they all just left their. They're like, yeah. a, a man just died. You stay here. <laughs> let well, yeah, daddy you, take you, care you of you. You can't let them uh, see that kind of horrific violence. They're they're weak willed and uh, their brains are smaller than ours. They <laughs> wouldn't true. be able to handle they the be able blood to process. It. <laughs> so yeah, so Jimmy Durante tells them about a buried. Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which yeah. in uh, nineteen sixty three could change multiple <laughs> lives. <laughs> How many houses in Vancouver could you buy with that? Well, let's see. That house over there just sold for nine point two billion dollars. Wow, that is impressive. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, inflation. Everybody, we we did it. And then, oh, and so, yeah, so Jimmy Reddy dies, and uh, then the guys are, without the women folk present, because they're, they're very delicate, uh, are discussing how they would, uh, how would they do the split? Well, there's five of them, so uh, 70,000 each, and then <laughs> Jonathan Winters, who was like a trucker, um, he's like, 70,000? Do you know how many loads... And and then he says, "Do you know how many loads I'd have to haul from Yuma to do that?" I'm like, I was like, seventy thousand. Do you know how many loads I'd have to take in the mouth to get there? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and then Jonathan Winters turns out to be a fucking narc. He's like, "Well, we got to pay taxes on it." I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah, on money I'm, you found. I love him not understanding that you can just keep the money. You also you didn't uh, mention who the uh, the police officer who came down to talk to them was Norman Fell. Norman Fell. Mr. Is, Roper is himself. He, is he going to be the first landlord and only landlord of three companies <laughs> will, in this movie? If you're wondering, hey, Scott and Drew, are both three's company landlords in this movie? You bet your ass they are. Ass they Norman are. Fell, Don Knotts. Boom, boom. <laughs> what, what else do you want? I believe one of my notes is both three's company landlords in one movie? Yep. Very exciting. <laughs> Um, I, also, I like the sorry. The, a very minor thing is uh, 
that the premise is that uh, the only way that Jack can live with the two women is by pretending to be gay, and then Don yeah. Knotts dresses like the gayest I man was say, that's he, ever lived. He outgays him accidentally so hard by wearing the fucking uh, scarf around oh, his neck all yeah. the time and the shirts. Oh, like yeah. he's he's so much gayer. He's absolutely he's gay cucking him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, you're pretending to be gay. Check this shit out. <laughs> Uh, my character, your character is pretending to be gay. My character straight. I'm going to act like a total <laughs> sissy. <laughs> no, it was Take like that, that. It was that 70s thing where you're not gay, but you're just so weird you're gay. It's when hmm. it's when being gay was weird. Yeah. Yeah. They were just kind of synonymous. So it was sort of John Waters, honestly. Yeah, kind of. He was also like, it, like once you, no one's asking questions. Yeah, they don't like, want to know. Like, but yeah, like being gay is not the thing. Being gay is just an end product of once you cross a, a certain threshold of weird. Once you mm. get this weird, you're gay. You're gay. <laughs> you yeah. don't have a choice. Yeah. Then they then they like rewrote it in like 1986. Sure. Yeah. Coincidentally, when you were born. Yep. Uh, <laughs> So, what else do we got? And from there, yeah, it is rat race. They they all they get in a big well, fight because rat they race is this, <laughs> not, not the other. No, this copied rat race. Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so they get in a big fight because they can't figure out how to split it. Yeah, um, I feel like it's mainly the yeah the women's fault. Um, the, the, a good note I wrote for this is there was some very good uh, moving background with the real cars. Yep. Like filming them driving and then yeah. putting it behind. Mm -hmm. uh, that that looked really good. It did look good. For and then there was also absolutely. some very good like wide shots of them driving like through the hills. Lots. That looked really yeah, good. Lots like, of really big well wide shots. Yeah, really well and done. And lots of like uh, towards the end, like lots of stunt driving. Oh, yeah. I made, a I made a huge note about the great stunt work in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. So like, yeah, they can't work out the split so they're just like look we're let's just do a rat race <laughs> <laughs> and the best right because uh who is it milton burl that has the bitch mother-in-law yeah yeah so uh, uh fucking uh uh yeah 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 yes yeah 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 are we doing a uh Avery family phone call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, broke, uh, two times, uh, noted member of the, uh, thick hog community, Milton Burl, uh, yeah. has, uh, yeah. His, his mother-in-law is just like, his, his mother-in-law is Ethel Merman, right? Ethel Merman. Yeah. He's just squawking the whole time. Oh, the and worse. So when they agree to go their separate ways, uh, Buddy Hackett says my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> Good luck and may the best man win. Except you, lady. May you drop dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> it was the, the first and not last dudes rock move <laughs> moment of the uh, of the movie. Um, yeah, then we get introduced to a few more, more characters. Murkers. characters. Is this Yo, one of the characters? That you're yeah, this is right one now? of my characters from I'm from Erkland doing doing raps. <laughs> doing my raps from Erkland. <laughs> Terrible. Stop it. <laughs> uh yeah, we get introduced to like all the police. So after the car crash, yeah. 
the police radio to like the local sheriff yeah who is played by i don't know his name but he's the voice of friar tuck in the good robin hood yes he is uh who's that I'll find it. You can keep Hank going. Azaria. It's not Hank Azaria. He uh, he actually had to stop doing the voice. Because, oh, because it was racist. It came out that he's not a bear. Oh, mm, disappointing. So he can't do it anymore. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Make me so mad. I love. Uh, okay, we're not we're not gonna get into that. Um. So yeah, he radios ahead to him, who then radios ahead to like the, um. You gonna get his name? Andy Devine. Yeah, that sounds about right. As Friar Tuck. Friar Tuck. A badger. Yeah, that's him, right? That is him. Yeah. So yeah. he's the sheriff of the town. Yeah. And he calls ahead to like the main police in the, Santa Rosa, Santa Rosita, Santa Rosita, Santa Rosita, yeah. which is like the a pre, the fi- precinct, a fictional city in yeah. Los Angeles. It's yeah, it's yeah, L.A. It's L.A. Um, and he, the police chief. Uh, is Spencer Tracy. Yeah. Who, who we, we bo- were both surprised yeah. was old. Both of us in, like, in the car said, I could not believe that he was that old in 1963. Like, if you said yeah. to me that Spencer Tracy was like in his late 50s, early 60s in 1963, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Not like his 80s and almost dead. <laughs> yeah. He's an old man in this. Cause yeah, I kind of had it in my head. He's like a 50s actor, yeah. but no, he's a 30s, he's a 30s actor. actor, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen any of his work because he did mostly like, you know, musicals, dancey, love garbage which i don't need to see <laughs> I, I don't know he he did lots i mean of i know stuff. he did lots of other yeah. stuff but well yeah uh, what year was he born he was born in 1900 wow so he is he's only 63 he's only 63 and he he yeah he's only 63 he looks older and he dies four years later yeah, yeah. Well, he was in like very bad health. Yeah. I remember reading like a, a thing that, uh, he only filmed for nine days and it was mostly like partial days because of how bad his health was. Yeah. So, well, but I mean, still, even then, like, I did not think he was that, like, he looked terrible. He yeah. looked 20 years older than he was. Yeah. Like, he did the bulk of his work in the 30s. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, he, he absolutely looks older than 63. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. So yeah, um, so we got Spencer yeah. Tracy. So he's the he's the police chief, yeah. and turns out that he and the other police officers in the precinct are the ones that like gave the information about the X and the hidden treasure, and now they're all sort of like playing the game with the the people all driving. Yeah, yeah. So it, it yeah, this it's essentially is rat race. Oh yeah, but way longer, and there's less uh, touching of a little kid's penis, and uh, there's no narcoleptic Italian man. There's not, and uh, there's there's a uh, very few uh, uh, ginger Jews. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, so they, it's it's just a series of like. You know, it, 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 like it's much like Rat Race. It is nonstop action. Yeah, and it's just sort of these one to the next vignettes. Yeah, it's like little tiny, like short 
vignettes of like a comical thing happening with one or two characters. Then we see the exact sort of like time frame of a, this character and then this character and then the story moves forward. And then we sort of like start again from like, now where's this character at? And yeah. now there's this character. And it just sort of cycles through that. There's like a little bit of crossover back and forth between them. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, they run into each other or some get separated or so like, uh, some of them take like end up taking a plane, yeah. and then there's like you know flat tires and having to steal a new truck and, and a hitchhike, having a hitchhike, and then they they tell a new person like I need to get here to get the sex and I'll split the money with you, and then yeah. they're like oh move the bike out of the road, and then like okay, and then see ya, Phil Silvers, so, yeah. you piece of shit, Phil Silvers, you, you bastard, were, you were so mean to Buddy ha- to uh, uh, Jonathan Winters, Jonathan Winters, so mean, yeah, he he tells you about a goddamn treasure, he's gonna give you some. His ride, he's gonna give you some of the treasure, and then you tell him to move the the child's bike he had to ride yep. through the desert. Yeah, and, and then, then you, you take ditch off. him and leave him for dead. Yeah, you piece of shit. Which leads to I think the best scene in the movie. Yes, yeah, I where agree. I agree. Where Jonathan Winters catches back up with the uh, the man who fucked him, the man who fucked Liberty Valance. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not John Wayne because he's a Republican. Exactly, and. Uh, Chases him through and around a service station. Yeah. Destroying it to rubble. Well, he destroys it after he gets away. So he gets away. Right. And he beats up the two guys who own the two station attendants. brothers who own the station. Are mad at him for causing a scene. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to kill both of you. I'm causing a scene. And destroy. You haven't seen anything I will rip this station down piece by piece to the ground while throwing you through every wall of the building yes and he did and he does <laughs> it's spectacular it's amazing i love jonathan winters uh yeah me too and this is like his first uh like big thing is this pretty early for yeah, yeah I, I guess he had, i think he had a couple minor other things but like this is his first like yeah opportunity to be a big star yeah and guess what he doesn't take it he, this is this is his oh. first and only he flops. Sad. What's what? I mean, he does the Smurfs, right? I was gonna say his last credit is Papa Smurf in the Smurfs too. What a way to go out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he did a lot of stuff. Yeah, he did. He's a, he's a very funny guy. I like him a lot. The uh, <laughs> that's at some point. Uh, I think Milton. Yeah, Milton Berle and Milton uh, Berle. wife and mother-in-law yeah. have to get a ride from a famous British comedian, apparently. Apparently. Uh, Terry Thomas, who neither of us really knew, but apparently is quite I, well I known. I looked him up and he did like... He's done a million things. A million things. Like yeah. more things than you'd ever imagine him doing. And it's it's not first name Terry, last name Thomas. No. Terry hyphen. Hyphenated Terry Thomas. Terry Thomas. And that's his name. Hoi, I'm Terry Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big order. Which, uh, they, a lovely just two-line dialogue in the car with him. I, th- uh, might be his, I think it's Milton Berle's wife who, uh, who hears, uh, Terry Thomas talking for the first time. And she says, oh, are you from Harvard? And he's like, no, I'm British. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like the line when they first got in, cause he's like a, uh, like uh, it's kind of he he's like a explorer and a horniculturist or something. I think he's a horniculturalist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he because uh, he's got a bunch of samples of uh, yeah. cactuses in the back. Yeah, and then when um, 
when uh, Ethel Merman gets in and she's like, oh, uh, where should I put these? And Milton Berle has this moment of like, uh, mm, not, like yeah, yeah he, he wants to say uh, up your ass. Why don't you <laughs> shove it up your ass? <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was good. And then uh, and then Burl's mother-in-law wants to call her her son, her son to help them. Oh, because well, son is he lives, he lives he, in he Santa lives Rosita. There. And so, when she first calls him yeah. and he doesn't answer the phone yeah. because he is busy having a 60s with a woman who is doing the most aggressive dead-eyed dancing yes. of the twist yeah. I've ever seen. Well, she I think she's high. She's high. So that's why. But it is yeah. chilling. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's <laughs> like a like she's a prisoner. Like, if you transplant that in a horror movie, it works. Yes. I, I did. I'm now scared of the twists. I did like the constant coming back to yeah. that. That was very funny. Yes. Uh, the first time they were dancing, I'm pretty sure his penis came out. <laughs> I just like out of the corner of my eye, I saw his penis or balls come out of his shorts. I Love swear it. to God, they were short shorts. They were very short shorts. So that's not off the table. Yeah. So yeah, there there is a recurring thing where they're constantly trying to call him to get a hold of him, but he just won't stop dancing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stop. Can't stop dancing. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, uh, Mickey Rooney and Buddy Hackett, I think, need yeah. to. Uh, they're going to go to an airport to get, get a plane. Get a plane, which uh, and they need to find the uh, the wealthy owner of the plane, who is motherfucking Thurston Howell Thurston the Howell third. Lovey. Which was great. Just And it's just like cameo after cameo after yeah. cameo. Don Knotts shows up uh, shortly after. The fucking three, the, the old sad Three Stooges yeah. show up as firemen yeah. for like five seconds. I think it's like three seconds. They get <laughs> no like recognition. Nope. It's no just lines. like, let's just put a minute and just move on. There's the Stooges. Yeah. And hey, like, there. that was the whole thing with the movie. And you said there's like, there's tons of people who wanted to be yeah, in. Tons and of people who wanted to and weren't and some who weren't asked, but even. Or some that were asked that didn't want to or couldn't. Yeah. Like, this was really like a uh, Avengers Assemble situation. It really was. Of getting every comedian from the time, from now f and backwards, that yeah. was still alive to be in this movie. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who it was, because, like, there's all the... There's all the people I the, at yeah, least recognize, like the names. Spencer Tracy, Milton Berle, Ethel Merman, Mickey Rooney, Sid Caesar, Buddy Hackett, Phil Silvers, uh, Jonathan Winters. And then then there's others uh, who I didn't know. I, I don't think I'm just going to be able to click on him as a guess and uh, it be the right one. But uh, there's another just guy who's in, I think maybe one of the other cops who's it might be like the the cop that spencer tracy is friends with oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that guy it might be him or it might be another character who's like i don't know the guy i didn't recognize the name i click on him on, on imdb he did every single comedy of the 1930s yeah he's in every he in screwball every comedy movie. ever made yeah i'm like jesus christ they have everyone in this so like like even looking at it with our knowledge, it's extremely star-studded. But if like if we at had time, if we had our knowledge in the '60s yeah. going backwards, it'd be even more impressive. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure every single person in this movie has done 150 movies. Right? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. 
It's not like now where you do one, two, maybe three a year. Yeah. It's like you do eight or cranking. nine you've a got, year. You've got your studio contract yeah. and you are cranking. Yeah. And that's all you do is just work. I forgot that Mickey Rooney's character's name was Ding Bell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't Buddy Hackett also have a silly name? He did. He had a uh, Benji Benjamin. Ben- Ding Bell and Benji Benjamin. Benji Benjamin. A real Humbert Humbert. Yep, that's right. <laughs> I'd watch. I'd watch Buddy Hackett do what uh, Humbert Humbert did. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, um, oh, I okay. When uh, Terry Thomas, uh, British guy, uh, started talking shit on America. Yes. The best. Yeah, it was really good. America, the most unspeakable matriarchy in the history of civilization. <laughs> Again, dudes rock. Dudes rock. <laughs> dudes rock. I would, uh, I don't know, I, I I got a lot written down, but it's all about the stunt work, and it goes over the course of the movie. I, I got one related to the stunt work, and or or the stunt work as it happened in the context of the movie, which is, there are like 40 potentially fatal car accidents in yes. this movie. Oh, yeah. The, the stunt driving is insane. So many. Yeah, but I mean, also, they speed up the footage when they do those, yeah. so they're not driving as fast, so yeah. it just looks more dangerous than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll just mention the couple that have happened at this point in the movie. Um, like, the uh, when they first meet uh, uh, Mr. Howell, he does, like, a very funny, like, he, he's hungover and drunk, he can't see... He gets up to go to the bartender, and the bartender opens, like, the blinds, and all the light from outside blinds him. Yes. So he does a stumble backwards into a half wall, oh, and, and, and like does, a, like, an amazing, like, back yeah, roll sick over roll. top of it. It's amazing. It looks so good. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Then there was, yeah, the destroying the gas station. There was the driving the car down the mountain. Oh, my God. That was, like, looked terrifying. <laughs> the... Yeah, and the was that was that the the black family that got run off the road. There was and also that one. That too. was a crazy yeah, one. There was also that one too. Yeah. And then yeah, there's just so much more after that. Oh yeah. And then yeah, then uh, this is when. Oh yeah, I'm just looking through like the main cast, like tower controller at Rancho Conejo, Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like just everybody gets a one one shot roll. Like, Groucho Marx was supposed to be in one scene. Yeah. And they cut it. And then, like, yeah, it was just all these things of, uh, like, little people having one shot and then done. Yeah. Like, Don Knotts is in it for not even that long. Oh, yeah. yeah kind of one scene. He, pick, he picks up Silver. Yep. And uh, he tells him about, like, I know I'm a CIA agent and I, you need you need to contact them for me because if I try to contact them, they'll know where I am. So you need to contact them, tell them there's been uh, uh, atta- attacks on my life. And then, well, okay, yeah. look, there's a service station. Pull over. We'll go there. And then he goes and steals his car. <laughs> and yeah. that's all we see of Don Knotts. <laughs> yeah. And man in car in desert, uncredited, Jack Benny. <laughs> Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. It's the cast is absolutely bonkers. Yeah. There's uh there's one crazy scene which I don't even know if it's like congruent with the rest of the movie, but it was when the the two taxi drivers were arguing. One was one was the black guy, Eddie Rochester yeah. Anderson. The other one was the other it's Peter Falk. Peter Falk. Yeah. 
their argument was so bizarre. Uh, unscripted. Had to, okay. I, I, I read that okay. Peter, Peter like, Folk was not given lines. He was given the ability to do what he wanted. Okay. And the other and the the black taxi driver had lines. So it was Peter Falk feeding At, off of his uh, lines. That makes so much yeah, sense. That's like, why it was crazy. The exchanges between Falk and this guy are so weird. There's these weird gaps between yeah. every line delivery. So that was Peter Falk thinking of something yeah. to say. That was him freeballing. That was Columbo freeballing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both eyes working at the time. Respect. Not, not squinty. <laughs> yeah. That uh, Okay. Th- that makes me feel better because I'm like, what was going yeah. Yeah, yeah, on I, in this I, I, scene? I read that note, that trivia thing. That, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> It was all just on the fly, like, uh, this. Okay, uh, this. That's great. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I know what I made was, man, living in Southern California in the 60s must have been so fucking glorious. Oh, my God. Beautiful. To be a wealthy uh, white person in SoCal in the 60s. But I think you don't even need to be I think a regular white person. I think you could just be a regular (laughs) white person and live in California. I think so. Like, it looked like just so beautiful. Yeah. And like the small, like the, the size and scale of like the towns yeah. was a lot smaller, but like everything was beautiful, pristine, yeah. well taken care of. Like it looked amazing. You have a 26 foot long Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like it just like, I was like so jelly. Yeah. They like, it, it doesn't even look remotely like that anymore. No. Like there are parts in that movie that haven't looked like that haven't like or they looked like that less less time than they've looked like the like ones they do now. now like as yeah. soon as this movie was done they that's tore it. all that down they put Shut in towers down. and yeah. now it just looks and like that it. yeah that's uh it yeah. looked like that for 20 years but now it's looked like that for 60 years <laughs> exactly yeah i yeah this made me want to watch more 50s and 60s movies set in la <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i just wish i was there yeah yeah, very true. Uh, ter- as it goes on, uh, Milton Berle's wife uh, becomes an extremely tragic character. <laughs> it eventually, it sort of comes out that her story at the end is maybe like the reason she, because at first she didn't even want to go get the no. money. She's like, let's go on with our lives. Yes. And then, but then she's like, maybe if I get enough money, I can get away from my husband, my mother, and my brother, and maybe go live in a convent. Wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, she's oh, sad. That's <laughs> not a good She's sign. a sad lady. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, hopefully you read this in your trivia too, because I, I was flummoxed by it. I th- it's when, I think the cops are talking about the betting Mm-hmm. further mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of tripled mm-hmm. instead of tripling the bet mm-hmm. they treble the bet mm-hmm. the bet has been trebled mm-hmm. single double mm-hmm. treble mm-hmm. is that a thing i don't think so <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually know what that is what they I, like it, it, yeah it i don't, I don't know if it was just like a, a weird pronunciation a weird pronunciation or maybe it's some kind of like parlay type deal or treble to make or become three times as large as well, Scott, as large or numerous. We just learned something today. So trebled and tripled are the same tripled. thing. That is fascinating. Ah, that gives you a whole new meaning to the term treble charger. There was three of them. There are three charger. There's three of them. <laughs> that is. I'm going to start saying that instead of tripled to sound fancy. 
Well, you are nothing if not a fancy man. I'm a fancy man about town. Fancy cat with a with a dumbass beard. No, that's cool. I mean, it's kind of cool. I guess. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, oh, d- during during the big like chase and mix them up at the end, like on foot chase, Spencer Tracy, who is uh, a a few years away from death, yeah, hits. A fucking solid shoulder block on the old bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just decks her. <laughs> that was sick. And I think that just made me make my next note, which was there's some amazing pratfalls in this movie. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all like older people in the 60s. Yeah. So a lot of them are from the 30s, th- 30s and vaudeville yeah. and all that. And apparently like. You just needed to be able to take a fall. Everyone. Everyone. There, there was... A, like you said, look, fucking Thurston Howell is taking sick bumps. Sick bumps. And, like, Winters was doing nutso Winters shit. Winters was doing nutso shit. There was, like, a, there was a really good uh, Burl and... Uh, Burl and Terry, Terry Thomas, Thomas fight. fight that yep. was, like, pretty... Yep. Pretty silly, but well-staged. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of good stunt work. Like, yeah. that, that's, like, the... The golden age of of slapstick and yeah. silly pratfalls. Where like where entertainers had to be good at everything. Right. Yeah. You yeah. had to like you had to do You didn't like, get stunt doubles for every no, single but, thing. Like, yeah, you had to do comedy. You had to do your own stunts. You had to be a great singer. You had to be able to dance on yeah, roller you had, skates. You had to be like physically active. Yeah. Like, you had to be an athlete almost. Yeah. Cause even like Buddy Hackett's a fat guy, and he's one of the most athletic guys yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, <laughs> and, and, he's and, and Jonathan Winters. He's, they're yeah. like they're like it's like a Chris Farley type thing. Yeah, like char- charisma and energy. Yeah, and you're a fat guy, and you're a fat guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a couple other ones like oh, there was like some of the car chases and stuff where they're like you know, once they all realize they got to like go to this certain park. Yeah, and they're like chasing after. Oh no, maybe it's after. Yeah, so they all go to the park. Is that where you are, or do you got more? Uh, no, I'm good. So they go to the park, and they're all kind of, like, searching, and they, like, all are trying to form these, like, secret side alliances with each other. It's great, yeah. And then it, they... It's kind of the original reality show. It is, actually. Yeah, it's, it really yeah, is. Everyone's, like, stabbing each other in the back, and... Yeah, and, like, okay, if you and I get there first, we'll share it, and we'll get out of there. you and I sex, and yeah. then... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they, they do eventually figure out that it's, like, these palm trees that are sort of grown in an X next the only, to two the, other trees yeah, that the, kind of vaguely look like a W. Yeah. The they the only thing that uh, dying Jimmy Durante said was the money's buried under a, a big, big w, w in Santa Rosita, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked that. Sorry to go all the way back to the beginning when he said that. That was a kind of a funny, a little funny thing in the car when they're all driving away from the accident and mm-hmm. they're all trying to think of W words and they're like uh, waterfall, waterfall. Uh, and he goes, "Well, I hope it's not under a waterfall. I don't want to go under a waterfall." That's what Buddy Hackett says. <laughs> I don't want to go under a waterfall. I don't want to go under a waterfall. Or there's like a um, uh, witch windmill. And they're just like naming W words. W words. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so they eventually find it. They all decide to dig. And then there was a very funny thing where uh, they're like, okay, 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 okay. We found it. it yeah. Like, we got to split this. We're going to split this evenly between everybody that's here. So it's uh, Silver, who's like the, I, I guess he's kind of like, like, he's like a shakester lawyer, I guess, or something, right? Like he's, yeah, he's, he's he was one of the guys who just like got dragged into it by picking up Jonathan Winters. Yeah. Phil Silvers, which is a thing you make money out of, Uh is coded a certain way in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. 
So he he decides, okay, we need to break this up into how many people. Yeah. So how many people are there here? So he starts it himself, and he goes, oh. one, two, three, wow. four, nine, 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 nine. and then he goes back to himself. He goes, 15. 15. Okay, so there's 15 shares. Yeah. And then everybody goes, you son of a bitch. You, you motherfucker. You motherfucker <laughs> scumbag. You count yourself twice. And he's like, no, I didn't do it on purpose. I swear it was an accident. I was just counting. But they, oh, that was really good. I like that That was a lot. great. Counting himself first and yeah. last and hoping nobody And hoping notices. no one would notice. So then eventually what ends up happening is while they're sort of like arguing over the money. So Spencer Tracy has fucked over all the other cops. Yes. He says like, I'm going I'm out gonna, for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And no matter what happens, don't send any cops anywhere, <laughs> basically. <laughs> like, I've got this under control. Trust me. Yeah. Don't come. Mm-hmm. Do don't not come. come. Do not come. I'm going to come. Uh, so while they're all fighting over like the money and everything, Spencer Tracy takes off with the money. Yep. Uh, get, gets into a car, mm-hmm. drives away. They all just pile into all of the vehicles they have, yeah. which leads to an amazing Jonathan Winters oh, my hanging God. off of an open taxi car door it was, it was, as they're driving like forty miles moving. an hour. It, that car was fucking like, moving, and, and it, it like it goes from like sort of closed to just like wide open. And oh he's, yeah, and he's hanging off with his legs flying off the back. Crazy. Like that was a great stunt. Yeah, that was a really good uh, stunt driving. Oh yeah, yeah. So. They end up chasing him into an old building, um, which then he, like, runs up. It's, like, a kind of a dilapidated old, uh, like, apartment complex. Yeah. And uh, so, like, you know, they chase him all the way up the stairs, and then he goes out onto the roof, and he goes down to the fire escape to try and escape. Yeah. And then they all climb down and chase him onto the fire escape, and they all start fighting. And, man, the collapsing fire escape thing was... Holy it, shit. That must have been terrifying to do. Yeah. yeah they've all got harnesses, probably, but, and, like, they're strapped in. But, like, man, that hard, that thing is actually, like, four or five stories up. Oh, yeah. And there's, I don't know... No CG. Twelve people. A bunch of people like all everybody but the women yeah hanging off of it yeah and like yeah that that was crazy so the fire escape collapses while they're all on it yeah which causes the briefcase to like snap open and all of the money like floats float down into a crowd of people yeah uh so then they all eventually like get down to go get like they're like scrambling to try and get any money they can yeah well, and also a, a fire truck has come with a oh, ladder yeah. to save Sorry. them yeah, off yeah. of the yeah, yeah. Uh, off the fire escape, and they like jump onto the ladder one by one. But then there's too many people on the ladder, on the ladder, and then it's going all over the place. I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe nobody died. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe that nobody in care like in the movie context died. Yeah. or in real life died. No, I'm, I'm in real life. Yeah, yeah like if, I I tried to look it up. I'm like, how many people got hurt on set? Yeah, and it doesn't sound like there was very many. Wow. Like, it sounds like there were some minor things, but nothing like... I mean, Roar had more injuries than this movie. I mean, Roar had more injuries than every Every movie. movie. (laughs) So, I don't know if that's the one to compare it to. Uh... Uh, the crow had more injuries than it had a worse one. It had a worse one. Uh, Rust also Rust had a had a pretty bad one. I heard. Mm -hmm. And. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the money, the money's gone. Yeah, and they all just sort of like go their separate ways. <laughs> like, and did Spencer Tracy go to jail? Uh, Is he, he get arrested? What happens at the end? Or what do they do? Uh, no, I don't think. No. I don't think he gets arrested. No, I guess not. I think he just sort of like does he walk off into the sunset. I guess so. And he did He did get to hit a woman by and the end. He, of it, so. he, that is true. He did get to hit a woman. Oh, no. They all end up in the hospital. 
Oh, that's and right. they're all and in all full body cast. Yeah, that's right. And some of them are in very weird positions. Like Mickey Rooney's butt is in a cast, <laughs> and he's like laying like face down because <laughs> he, la- he landed on his yeah, butt, which is very funny. And then <laughs> so like they're all in the hospital beds like hurting. Yeah, and then all of the women of the movie are like mad they're at all the men for being them. stupid. <laughs> yeah, so they all like run in, and uh, Spencer Tracy's character like the whole time has kind of been like a, an older grump. Yeah, right. and he says like, oh, like I, I wish I could just have one good thing to laugh at out of all. All of this and one of yeah. them i think buddy hackett throws like his ban- he's been eating a banana and he just throws the peel on you, the floor you could see it a mile away and it was still perfect yeah it was perfect like yeah. you like sometimes you set it up and you deliver yeah right down the middle looks you in the eye when it shakes your hand don't need to get fancy just throw the banana peel on the floor next scene have an old bitch slip on it absolutely <laughs> elfo merman comes in to yell at them everybody wins. shit on the banana peel perfect done yeah <laughs> and so Spencer Tracy gets Spencer to chuckle Tracy about it. Spencer Tracy can die happy. Yeah. He just <laughs> chuckles about it and he dies four years later. But yeah, talking about it, I I like it even more than I liked it when I watched it. Yeah. It's very fun to talk it's about. It's very fun. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. Uh, it's been one of those things where I've always put Meant off to, watching it. Yeah, because it's three plus because hours. it's three plus hours, but like, I'm glad I saw it. It's, yeah. It's great. Me too. And it's- now, next time we go to that Barnes & Noble, I'm going to buy it on Criterion. Hell yeah, boy. Hell yeah. I like it. Yeah, that man, that was a nice criterion selection of that Barnes and Noble. And you said that was nothing compared to, to LA. LA. LA was two times the size, had oh, every sh- single one in production. Everyone. Everyone that's in distribution, yeah. God damn. There's not a lot there are a lot are quite a few that aren't distributed anymore that yeah. are that are locked away in the vault. Oh, but, like uh like, Song of the South? Uh yeah. Yeah. And the Black Cauldron. How come why why is Disney so embarrassed of the Black Cauldron? I don't know. I've never seen it. I haven't either. Because oh. it's in the fucking vault. Where am I supposed mm, to get? Yeah. But like Dumbo's still out there. Yeah. Except for I think they cut out the good part. Cowards. Cowards. We should watch the other Dumbo. I bet you it's good. Why Why do you think that? Because it's Tim Burton. He's great. He makes some of the good movies. Because <laughs> it's Tim Burton. He's great. Correct. You heard those words. He's made all of my favorite movie. I hope someone clips this audio and uses it against Drew at any and all I mean Tim Burton's made three good movies he sure has and I and I will admit that I like three of his movies Alice in Wonderland no the second one Alice in Wonderland 2 yep. Dumbo <laughs> B- big eyes bright eyes big eyes big eyes big eyes they what was my cool take on big eyes uh big eyes is the best Tim Burton movie in 15 years it's also terrible <laughs> yeah yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong which takes us to 2001's Millennium Actress, brought to you by Yummy Child. So, for, m- look for most of these movies, I have 15 to 20 odd notes. For Millennium Actress, I have five, and Drew has zero. Which For a good reason, though. Which doesn't mean it was bad or we didn't like it. Quite the opposite, in fact. This is very much like Jinro. Yes. Where I was too busy enjoying it to bother to look at a screen and type notes. You're too engaged in it. One, because you're reading subtitles the whole time, but also because it's legitimately good. There's not dumb stuff to comment on. You're just sitting there enjoying a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Is this both of our first? No. No. 
I, you've seen paprika i've seen paprika as far as satoshi khan goes i have yeah. seen zero satoshi khan i now want to see all i've seen paprika satoshi and khan. i have uh perfect blue on blu-ray i just haven't had a chance to watch yeah. it because i've been too busy watching all of the watching garbage you made us watch other people are telling me to watch and the funny thing is that millennium actress got released on blu-ray steelbook like three days ago yeah, amazing. Which is timing. so random. Yeah, you so, messaged me. It's like, is can I can it only be called the coincidence that this movie that we're going to talk about just from two thousand and one? Yeah, just got this sick Blu-ray release. So number one, somebody feel free to buy it for me. Uh, number two, feel free to send me money to buy it for myself. Uh, number three, either or, blow me some kisses. <laughs> blow them kisses. One or two, and then also three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah movie or money for movie and, and kisses, kisses. <laughs> one or two and three so yeah so th- the framing of this movie is really interesting yes yeah like, and really unique very unique i like i don't think i can even think of anything no, else a, even remotely like it i can't think of a comparison yeah so e- it's, even if it was like a minor flashback that was similar yeah like i can't even think of anything like that yeah so it's this um is he is he sort of a i think a minor celebrity i think he's a he, in, he's not because he's not a newsman per se well in the description he's a documentarian okay he's a documentarian. Like he's a documentary filmmaker who has done some minor things but not like a massive success yeah and this is going to be and this is what he thinks one. is going to be his massive success because he's obsessed with this actress who was very popular when he was younger yes and then had and then she completely disappeared off the face of the yeah of the she earth. went full recluse she went yeah she she disappeared never to be seen or spoken of again yeah and he's like not only is he like a documentarian, but he's also like a like a film aficionado. Like he's he's a v- very yeah. versed in like every bit of dialogue of every one of her movies. Yes, and he watches them like over and over again, like very like compulsive and obsessive, but also not necess not really in a creepy way like it's he, not he like, doesn't read as creepy like he's not a stalker no but he does just he's just like, a legitimate huge fan yeah he just like idolizes her work yeah but he doesn't want to like wear her skin yeah or let's i mean say, if he got to wear her skin sure who yeah. wouldn't love but, to wear or, someone else or like skin? he's not going to take a katana to an autograph signing and get her to sign <laughs> that. <laughs> good reference great reference, good reference. yeah so, yeah, so he, he decides that he wants to, he's going to try and track her down and sort of, like, try and get an interview with her for for a movie. Yeah. Like, for a documentary about her. But he's, like, not really certain he's going to be able to get anything from her. Or, yeah. or even find her, I think. Yeah, doesn't know if he's going to find her, and if he does, what he could get out of her, if if she'll have... You know, if she'll refuse to talk to him, if yeah. she'll get nothing. Because she's of like an an elderly woman now. She's in her seventies, yeah, and she hasn't done an interview in like like, like 40, year, forty thirty years. years, yeah, forty years. Um. So yeah, but yeah, he he does manage to track her, and he so he he manages to track her down. But he's got a trinket of hers. Yes, he's got a, a, an item from her past that he wants to give back to her. A key. 
a key, yeah. a key on a on a necklace yeah. in a box. Yeah. And he wants to give it back to her to Cuz he he found it years years ago. later. And like he, yeah, years before. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows it belongs to her. Yes. And yeah. he and he doesn't want to keep it. He wants to return it to her. Yes. He wants her to have it, but I think also cuz he wants to know the story. Yes. He wants to understand what the key is for. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so he 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 meets with her. She has like a like a live-in ter- caretaker. Yeah, I like. I don't think it's it's not her family member. It's no, just I, a I, I, I yeah, I think it's like it's some kind of caregiver. Yeah, and the caregiver is very like uncertain about the situation because like yeah. she's old. She hasn't talked to anybody in a long time. Yeah, she doesn't want she doesn't her want getting her... upset or yeah, and she doesn't want her to be like made to be look like a crazy person yeah. or or a weirdo or like anything. So she's being very protective of her, but he he does manage to convince her to sit down and sort of like have an interview and do an interview. Yeah, and the interview just sort of kind of starts out normal. Yeah, but then he gives her the key. Yeah. And then the key sort of just like sets off the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. And it just starts from, from like it's it's from when she was a young girl. She was maybe she was in like high school. Yeah. Or yeah, I guess high school. Yeah, she's in high school. Yep. Yep. And how she gets the key is that she meets sort of like a a mysterious man, a mysterious a han- figure. Might I call him a handsome stranger? A handsome stranger, the mysterious and handsome stranger. Yeah, Buff Bagwell. And uh, they, he's he's running away from the police or the military. Yeah, the military. Because yeah. like yeah. it's during uh, like the Manchurian occupation, yeah. and they're like. You know, there's spies and espionage and stuff going on. And he's like a rebel. And he's a rebel. Yeah. And he's slightly injured, not like to like he's not going to die, but he's yeah. hurt. Yeah. And she helps to helps him to get away. And the military police come and are like, well, where, where did you see anybody? And yeah. she's like, oh, she, uh, and she hides he him. Yeah. went that way. Yeah. So they, you know, they, they run away and she sort of like protects him and helps him to get better and yeah. sort like develops like. I, like a crush on him, like yeah. like she has, she gets feelings for him very quickly. Yeah, uh, which he doesn't really reciprocate, but he is very like warming and welcoming to her. Like he's yeah, not, he's not. It's there. It's not. I don't know it's if it's a schoolgirl crush. I don't know if it's romantic and if it's romantic, romantic in either direction. She has a schoolgirl crush, yeah, and he is very. Uh, he he is a a nice person, yes, and very appreciative of her help. For him, yes, and he thinks she's a good person. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's just the, the meeting of two good human beings. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So she she helps him to uh, like escape the police. Yeah. Get better, and then they you know they kind of have, they have a few a few other like chance meetings or like meet up kind of things because she wants to like know more about him yeah she wants to know who he is he doesn't really give her any information not really i um, think in theory for her own safety for her own safety yeah. he's sort of constantly in danger yeah exactly yeah. he doesn't want to put her at risk yeah um but she doesn't she also doesn't like really get to see his face not she much. gets like vague glimpses of it because yeah. he's got like his hair over his face a little bit. He's wearing like a one of those uh, rice hat, those rice uh, what the hell are they called? Rice paddy hat. Rice paddy hats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's wearing one of those, and then um, 
A Chinaman hat. A Chinaman hat. <laughs> If we're allowed to say that. Well, um, well you, you said it, so I guess, I, I guess we're just saying it, Drew. I guess we're just saying Fine. it. Fine. I guess we're saying Chinaman hat. Yeah. God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So she, he, he's like sort of saying to her, like, he's got, he's got to leave because he's got to go back to like do espionage or, you know, like be a spy be do you know do the rebel business yeah um but he like gives her this key yeah and the key is ne- it's it's never explained by him what it's for is it no no so like i guess there's like an understanding like she, she he says like if you find me again i'll tell you what i'll it's tell for. you what it's for yeah and so she kind of was like okay well i'm gonna find you and he's like okay you know d- don't don't you know don't follow me but if yeah. we meet again then then we'll we'll share this moment or whatever. So he yeah. leaves and uh but she's like become like completely obsessed with now finding out about the key, yeah. what it means, she wants to see him again. So a little bit of time passes and she knows that he's in Manchuria. Yeah. So she wants to get there. And yes. so I guess like she kind of realizes that her way of getting there is to become an actress getting into acting because the being an actress will allow her to travel yeah and if she travels to manchuria she can look for him yeah it'll allow her to travel and then on a greater scale if she becomes a famous actress he'll have he'll see yeah, her he'll recognize and her he and could, find, he could her. find her yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So she ends up like uh, getting signed on with like a big studio, studio. studio yeah. who makes all of the like big movies for the country. Yeah. And she is like the kind of the the f- rival to the like current big big actress. Yeah, she's the uh Joan Crawford, Crawford to her Betty Davis. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Betty Davis is, is the is, older one. Is that yeah. right? I think that's the right yeah, order. Betty Davis yeah. is the older one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's Joan Crawford, Betty Davis situation. So like, she's the young, up and coming like actress, and yeah. the older woman like, this actress. Cunt's gonna take all my roles. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. She like doesn't want this young, this young coos to get her job. Yeah. So she's just gonna kind of be really mean to her for a long time. Yeah. And so then I think is that when it sort of starts to get. The, the uniqueness, like that, is it around then? It, it's in there. The uniqueness of the movie is as she is telling the documentarian and his cameraman her story, her story is told via basically scenes or things that are close to scenes from actual movies yeah. she was in. Yeah. And the cameraman and documentarian are, are in it. In the movie. Yeah, like they're 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 there witnessing what she's describing. Yeah. And they're sort of involved. They, yeah, they interact they, a bit. They, they get more the the at least the director, like the documentarian, he gets involved way more the further it goes. Yes. But when it starts They sort of start as observers. Yeah. Like wa- like watching someone else's dream. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like it's it's her reliving her life through 
what's happening in the real world, but then what's happening from her movie life. Yeah. And the movie life is sort of like a surrogate it's like re- for what's yeah, happening. Reflective of things her. that actually happened, yeah. but through movies. Yeah. So you get like a variety of different movies, you know, like you get the sort of at the time, the modernized, like, real world like dramatic acting but yeah. then you also get like samurai you get films. samurai you get kabuki stuff you get kaiju you get, you get, kaiju you get a good you get a gojira in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get like all of that stuff yeah. so it, 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 and it's sort of her you know what she was doing with her life yeah but while she's dealing with still trying to find this guy yeah and so she goes to some places and tries to ask people for some information. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen a man or if anybody's asked about this and she gets like little bits and pieces of things, but nothing that's really concrete enough to Never actually enough do anything to work on. And there's always, I don't know if you noticed it, but there was a couple scenes where there was something like very quick in the back, in the back. Yeah. Like, he, like somebody's watching or yeah. somebody's there, yeah. which Whatever that actually was is never really explained, and that could just be like a figment of her imagination. Like, is it is it him, or is it just something she was hoping hoping for? Like, he's been watching her this whole time, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's a real, it's real kind of up to interpretation. Yeah, but she's yeah. So she's she's looking for him, but she keep she keeps. I give not keeps like a couple times she's run into the military officer. Who had originally asked her where he yeah. was? The original so guy like, who asked which way to go. Yeah, so she he like uh, kind of recognizes her, but now he knows her like because she's an she's actress. a famous actress. Yeah, but he like he's suspicious of her because of that situation. Like he knows who she is. Yeah, so he wants to like keep an eye on her just in case. Mm-hmm. So, but so I mean, he's 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 like a huge asshole to her the whole movie. Yes, like he's constantly like. Being like very threatening and and aggressive towards her, yeah. Um, and so she's yeah. So she's she's still doing this, but then as she's getting further along in her acting career, mm-hmm. she's sort of starting to get a little like mentally unstable. Like she's having hallucinations, yeah, and she's kind of having a blurred line between reality and. And like her and, career, yeah. like things are kind of melting together into one thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, like, she, so we're seeing her like get older and get older. Like, do you have, I don't know if you have any notes before I like keep moving on. What, whatever your notes are for. Yeah. What uh, I didn't. Yeah. I only had a few, but um, when she, <laughs> just one little thing, when she first got into acting, uh, her, her mom said she, her mom said she couldn't act. And then she literally did like her put the head down and shuffle away while the sad Charlie Brown music yeah. plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. And I uh, must have been one of the, when she was still young, talking about one of the, oh, I guess, I guess one of the first directors she worked for. Uh, the quote was, he loves auditioning actresses, which is such an ominous sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like yeah, that. Yeah, I did not like that either. Yeah, and yeah. then, uh, yeah, then I just had uh, a lot of the transitions between like scenes and scenarios were very cool very cool and yeah, yeah very well done how it went yeah. from like real world like, through to it through a door and now all of a sudden world. she's in like the yeah. outfit and yeah and then how it would go back out usually onto like uh like a uh a still from the movie or like the poster yeah. from the movie yeah 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 um 
so uh, yeah, as they're getting further along the story, and uh, I like the I, the cameraman was kind of very dumb acting and very repetitive and it was really funny that like every time they would go to a new movie thing yeah he would just be like terrified of everything every time and, and everything scared him yeah and the documentarian is like dude it's like <laughs> calm down man we're feel like can you just shut up and film this <laughs> like you're gonna be fine it's fine so as they're getting further and further into her story, we're just in, a, we're just in an old lady's imagination. <laughs> yeah, we're just in a in a uh, sad old woman's brain. Nothing yeah. bad's gonna happen. Don't worry about it. So as yeah, as they get further and further along, uh, it's revealed that like this isn't the first time that he's the director has been involved in her life. So that when he was a much younger man, he yeah. actually worked on set. He was like a PA. He was like a PA or like very minor roles, minor uh, on set roles yeah. on some of her films. And he had actually like, that was where he sort of like, I like, I, I guess it was vaguely implied that he had feelings for her then. I think he had a crush on her But then. now he's like not being a creep about no, it. No, like it's, it's more, it's respectful. Yeah. But and it was kind of the same thing. It was just like a schoolgirl crush on someone yeah. that you're just like, constantly yeah. near but you're not gonna like it's not like he's gonna rape her yeah and there, there's sort of a recurring motif of earthquakes in the movie yes because she says she was born during an earthquake yeah. and then uh when she was younger there was an earthquake at the studio and this documentarian when he was a pa yes like pushed her, pushed out, her out of the way, way and saved, like, her. saved her yeah. life and yeah. and she well because she hadn't seen the guy in 40 odd years or whatever so she didn't know he was yeah he PA. was the one yeah yeah and then there's like yeah there's a dot there's like uh, several other earthquakes like at moments like when he's at the very beginning when he's watching one of her movies and he's quoting the lines and then there's an earthquake yeah and then when they get to that part of her memory there's also an earthquake yeah so yeah it so he's yeah so he's he's known her for a like been around her for a long time yeah and uh but he's just sort of been like an outside observer but then as they're getting further and further into her life her and her movies and like things are going from what she's doing in her regular life to the movies he becomes like a very prominent part of those movies as if he's being a protector yeah like he's almost he's always playing the side the sidekick or comedic relief kind of character yeah. that helps her and defends her mm -hmm. so like there's a samurai one where yep. he comes and he's just sort of like a big beefy samurai dude yep. who kills a bunch of guys or then he's like um he's like a rickshaw driver <laughs> yep. who like protects her from the, like this bad guy or this yep. like, like bad situation so he like he kind of becomes uh, a bigger part of her life going forward, even though they don't know each other. Yeah. And so as she gets older and she's like into her, like, I guess thirties or forties. Yeah. She, she loses the key. She loses the key. The key that wasn't during the earthquake. Was it? That was a no, no. Cause situation. the, the, the bitch old lady steals it. Yeah. Yeah. So, during, oh no, it was during the earthquake. Yeah, yeah. And after that's the earthquake, where she she's lost like, it. She's like, where's, where's where is it? Where's I can't find key? it. Yeah. And it's because the bitch old lady actor turns out fucking her. Betty Davis stole yeah, it. Yeah, fucking stole it and then like hid it away. Yeah, for a long for time. For a long time until the documentary yeah. director found it. Yeah, and and then so she, uh, after losing losing the key, sort of like loses her spark. Yeah, and, and she, uh, she kind of has a breakdown and then. And, re and resigns to marrying the 
director, the director. Yeah, from yeah. the yeah. studio, even though I don't know, it didn't seem like she was like madly in love with him. No, I think she's like, I guess I'll fucking marry But I mean, this it's guy. also Japan, and I don't think you have much of a choice. Fair enough. I think if a ri- if a rich, fancy director wants to marry you, you're gonna marry him. You have no choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, but th- then there's like a really, really depressing scene around there where like she's older. And yeah. they're talking to her and she's talking about like, uh, how like she, she can't even really remember what his face looks like anymore. Yeah. And she just like has like this very depressing speech about, um, like th- this has been her life and now she can't even remember what it's for. She can't even remember what it's for. And she, uh, she has this sort of epiphany or realization, uh, you know, years into it that even if she finds him, she's no longer the girl right. that he knew. Yeah. So it's, it's different and, and, you know, it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like it. What you, you can't, you can't even get what you're looking for. Right. Basically. Yeah. Your whole life has been for this thing, but now so much has changed. Yeah. It's not, it even doesn't the exist thing. anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's not there. Um, I guess, is there, there's not really anything we're missing other than going to the finale, right? Pretty much. Yeah. The, um, yeah. So she, um, she year, years and years later after, um, getting married after, after losing the key, oh, she, losing the key. she yeah. finds the key in a box, in a random at, box. Yeah. Where, um, yeah. Where it's revealed that Betty Davis, uh, stole it out of jealousy and then, and then just Gave it to the director, and he yeah. kept it in a box. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's mo- and so and then how did it get from the box to the documentarian? Uh, oh, no, did she get it back she, and then she get it back and then what? like miss- oh and, and then uh, was that in the earthquake then? Oh no! I, no, I guess it's, it's, is it's it, somewhere else. Is it multiple earthquakes though? Because the it could be. her lo- the Betty Davis stealing it is a hundred percent the it earthquake. Is. Okay. Yeah, but then how did she lose it again? I don't remember how she lost it again, but um, did it just like it just got put away somewhere or something? Didn't it? Like she she saw it and she was like, "Oh, I haven't seen this in a, like forever." And then she that's when she sort of remembers that she doesn't remember him and then whatever. Yeah, and then she puts it away. To like for safekeeping, and yeah. then because I'm trying to think where the documentarian found it. He, he found it in like, did he did he find it in like the because dem, they demol because the studio went out of business. Yeah, did he find it in like the demolished studio? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the deal. Yeah, so he gets it, and he but he realizes that it was her. This is her key because she would wear it. Yeah, in every all the time yeah. until she lost it, and so mm-hmm. he knew it was hers. Yeah, yeah. So, it kind of turns out that, like, now in real life, in when she's an older woman, mm-hmm. that she's been very ill. Yeah. And she's just sort of been hiding it from them. Like, they, they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But she's she's getting kind of weak and kind of tired. And they're like, oh, well, we, we, we can sh- finish we this sh- later. It's yeah. fine. And she was like, no, you're like, already no, here. You're here. Let's just, I'm good. Let's just do this. Let's do it. So, she, she powers through. Yeah. And then she's uh, she's at the hospital. This is like back now when she's in her like I don't know forties, fifties, whatever. Mm. And uh, 
she's she why why is she in the hospital <laughs> why did she go to the at, hospital at the end or no before like oh. when when she finds out what ha- like when that whole reveal of what happened in the like well she only finds out part of it there and yeah, then yeah, the yeah. documentarian tells her the rest yeah yeah, yeah. but like day. why is she at the hospital again for why is she there then i don't remember why she's there then did it could just be a, was there she, another earthquake i don't think it was another earthquake <laughs> but um well, anyways, she's yeah. she, she's at the hospital, and the military police officer that she was dealing with before, the man with yeah. the scar on his face, mm-hmm. uh, he shows up, and he's like an old man. He's got no vision in one eye. Yeah. He's got he's missing his leg at the knee. He's on crutches. He's like you know in his eighties or something. Yeah, and he wants to talk to her, and and he's like apologizing Apologize. for being like an asshole to her, and she kind of like doesn't really want to hear it from him mm-hmm. because like just the way he like treated her pretty much every time they had ever yeah. met up with He's each like, other. Fuck you, dude. I don't, I don't care if you're sorry now. Yeah. Like being sorry now means nothing. Yeah. Like you, you literally ruined my a part of my life. Yeah. And, uh, and he's also sort of been like a, cause like when she's having flashbacks to some of the movies, he's sort of like a villain yeah. character in the movie flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so she like storms off and then he kind of collapses and has a little bit of a breakdown. Yeah. And the director like talks to him. Yeah. And the is director like, who was the PA. Who, who then. was the PA then? Yeah. Sort of talks to him and it, you know is sort of like uh, you know get it, getting information on how she knows him. And then he just like straight up admits that the man she's been looking for this entire time that she was in love with and I, has spent her entire life looking for. I tortured to death years ago. Yeah. Like <laughs> r- not that long after she met him. Yeah. So he's been dead for like, yeah. f- at this point, like 40 years. Yeah. And I murdered. And him. she never knew that. Yeah. So he, so now the, the documentarian has known that the whole time and just kept it from her. Yeah. Until she's now at the very end where she's, you know, she. So back back, back in, to back in present, present day, day, there is another there earthquake. There is another earthquake. And it sends her to the hospital. Yeah. Because she's already very it, delicate. Yes. She, and I mean, she is a woman in her 70s. They're all delicate. That's true. And uh, yeah. And, and so then the does does the does the documentarian tell her? Uh, no, he had, he, well, he, he has the internal conflict. Yeah. Of, do I tell do her? Do I tell her and she dies this... knowing she's going to see him or do I not tell her and then just leave her? Cause like, that's a sad thing to tell somebody. That is a sad Maybe thing to tell who might be on their deathbed. Well, th- cause like he knows she's on her deathbed cause the doctor tells him and then he goes and tells her like, oh, the doctor says you're going to be fine. And she goes, you're a terrible liar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. So then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think it, it just sort of ends with him, like, not telling her. And right. she says something about, like, I'm just glad that I, like, I know I'll be seeing him soon. I, I so, know I'll be seeing him soon. And she, she sort of comes to the realization that the, the search is what she loved. Yeah. The, it was the chase. It was that. Yeah. It wasn't even it so, was like, the even, hope. even if she, yeah, even if she had found him, then that's the end. And it's and, over. And Noth- nothing magical is going to yeah. happen there. But the yeah, the the pursuit was was what she actually loved. Yes. Yeah. 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 
and the what do they have the oh yeah R- before the reveal of uh the guy is long dead <laughs> um I, I wrote uh, oh, I'm getting real your name anxiety uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about uh about her finding this guy only uh uh, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. It is because he's he's dead. It would be interesting if the uh, if, if the guy in your name was also just dead when, yeah. when she goes to find him at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that one works better with them uh, <laughs> with it working out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, just my only other note was uh, that was kind of beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Paprika is also really good, and I Perfect Blue is apparently also amazing. So yeah, Perfect Blue is. Sort of the basis for Vox Lux? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that are like, yeah, so this is, yeah, this is Satoshi Khan's second movie. So it's, yeah, Perfect Blue, Millennium Actress, then the Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah. And Paprika, am I missing any director? Perfect Blue, Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfathers, Paranoia Agent, oh, TV series, uh, Paprika, and that's it. Yeah. So four four movies, and then uh, fucking straight up died. Yep. Uh, the the documentary on him is very good. Mm. Uh, Satoshi Gon, The Illusionist. Mm. So uh, so go see that. In addition to his four Star- movies, starring Edward Norton, starring Edward Norton, The Illusionist, <laughs> and featuring uh, uh, Hugh Jackman. The Prestige. <laughs> the Prestige. <laughs> Which, of course, takes us, dare I say seamlessly, into <laughs> 1986's Soul Man, which I can only assume is an apology from, uh, from Brock B for, uh, for making us watch uh 2018's life itself Mm. he's like look i'm gonna make you watch probably the worst movie of this whole project but after that little little did he know somebody was gonna suggest home (laughs) i was gonna say no one could have prepared for home but uh as a little uh refreshing lime wedge after the bitter tequila shot of life itself (laughs) (laughs) here's soul man 1986 blackface but is it blackface? I couldn't tell you. Like, I did not know about this movie. I knew about it. I did not. I've this never seen seems it. like a parody movie that you and I would make a joke about. But it's real. And then just like, you know, that would be like one time we'd make a joke. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Move on. Never think about it again. <laughs> but this is a real movie. The studio made a whole real movie. It sure did. With real actors D- in it. Different time. Different, different time. time. Would you, would you, would this fall under for you, boys being boys? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Uh, I like the opening credits. I like the white font with one black letter in each title. Yep. That was a real that chef's was kiss. That was good. Uh, I love the opening scene. I love giant 80s stereos. Yeah. I want one. Yeah. I want one that takes up the whole the wall. The whole wall. What could all the, what could all the buttons be? The buttons are just there to hold it all together. They're like screws. oh, they're load bearing buttons. They're load bearing <laughs> buttons. Yeah. Okay. They're there to keep the framework together. <laughs> I like that. I'm like, how how could you need to do that many things with a stereo? Yeah, you got, all the you got your treble, you got the, your bass, the, uh, well, the dials. That's it. 
the dials. You got the, your AM, you got your FM, you got your PM. You got amplitude your, modification and frequency modulation. Yep, that's the one. Oh my god. Moon pies. <laughs> Moon pies. What, what a, a time, time to, to be, be alive. alive. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I made myself laugh with one of my own notes. So he's, uh, so our, our, our hero. Our hero. I would call him a hero. He's a hero. Uh, C. Thomas, C. Howell, Thomas Howell. Thurston Howell the third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You nailed it. Love it. What, what do you say? What would you say to me? Uh, painting my entire body black. He doesn't paint <laughs> it. I, that it a point I will get to later, and why I will defend to the death that this movie is not racist. Okay. But first, I would like to do. I'd like to do a little more uh, Thurston Howell the Third in blackface. Okay. Say the N word, Thurston. I look. Here's <laughs> here's the thing. I'll. I'll look like one. I don't want to say it. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I'll look like one. <laughs> that, that's kind of my. That's very much my get out of jail free for racism. I'll like that feels as offensive as saying the word, but it's not saying the word. That's fair. Yeah, but like, and pretending to any race because I've done it with I've done it with a Chinese. I've done it with <laughs> I've done it with whoever. But like when you when you say one, just like I guess it, I guess it's because you're talking about them like they're things. I yeah. guess that's what makes it bad. like they're not people. Like they're not people. Like you're dehumanizing. Them. Yeah. Like like you're othering them. Yeah. I guess that's why it's bad. Huh? Makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, am I wrong? That's no, why. No, it's the, the children. It's the children who are wrong. It's the children who get mad when I call when I refer to one of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, C. Thomas is. P.S. Always love uh, first initial. Yeah, love it. It's it's literally never not work. H. John. H. John Benjamin. Uh, F. Lee Ermy. Yep. Arm. Yeah. Yep. No. Nope. Arley Ermy. Arley Ermy. F. F. Lee Bailey, F. O. J. Trout, and F. Murray Abraham, and F. Murray Abraham, and F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, big F. Whoa, what big is, F. What here. did Scott Fitzgerald do to you? He F'd me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? F. Scott Fitzgerald. I don't even know what that's from, but it's from something dumb. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a joke oh, from something. I thought that was a fun, fun new bit. Oh no, it's a joke from something. All right. Well, I'll allow it. But watch yourself, counselor. Oh, I'm getting ready for Law and Order. <laughs> yep. Uh, I wrote my first note is uh, if this movie keeps portraying women this way, I'm in. Which is the the dumb woman that he that he's in bed that with. he's in bed with, and and they're yeah. like, oh, uh, where his buddy comes in, and they're they're both got the letters to find out if they're going to Havid. Yeah, th- and this this is the note that made me laugh a minute ago. Oh, nice, sweet. You both get into Harvard Law now. You can fuck each other and stop <laughs> trying to keep up appearances like with this bitch in bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I like that they're like uh, the woman. They're sort of like, hey, 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 hush up, babe. You're like, shut your face. We're doing this. Yeah. So they're gonna open their letters. They both get in, and then the friend goes, "Oh, uh, shouldn't uh, shouldn't you introduce each other? Shouldn't you uh, do introductions?" And he goes, "Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry." And then he turns to her and goes, "Hi, I'm Mark." Sure. Like he just had sex with her, and now he's introducing himself. Now we're now we're learning names. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I like if they're gonna treat women like this the whole movie. I'm in. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I'm in. Mark Mark Watson. Yeah. Mark Watson. Not to be confused with uh, uh, Marcus Washington. Mark which, Marcus which, Washington. Which is one, one guy wanted to keep calling him. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, fair. Um, yeah. And, and then, uh, yeah. So basically his, his dad is just, Mark Watson's dad is just a piece of, a rich piece of shit. Yeah. Who decides decides to cut him off for no reason even though he just got into harvard, harvard law. law school and and then of course he's stressing about how he's going to pay for harvard law school and i'm like oh no paying for harvard in 1986 that must be like five thousand dollars <laughs> and then they they, they later say it's ten thousand i'm like yeah but still yeah that's how much my high school costs <laughs> <laughs> that's uh one third of what my university cost yeah and I don't believe you went to Harvard Law. Or did did you go to Harvard Law? You don't know that. No, you went to Harvard Business. Harvard Business. That's right. I went Harvard uh, Harvard of DeVry. <laughs> University of Phoenix of Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, 1986, Julia Dreyfus. I would like to go to there. Oh, yeah. 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 She She's had a strong... 35 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Except the first couple early seasons of Seinfeld where she yeah. has shitty old lady hair. Oh, she's a little Jewy. <laughs> but then she gets hot for they the rest of it. Super hot for the yeah. rest of it. Like season three and four, Elaine is like, like, yeah, hop level. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Season one can suck it. I, like, I was writing these as I went and then. Obviously got the answers as the movie went on, and I just didn't go back and delete them. Yeah. Uh, I just wrote, what was the motivation for pulling his son's tuition? It's expensive and he didn't want to pay it? No. No. For your slacker son to go to the most prestigious school, and one of the most prestigious schools in the country? I was going to say, I, I don't think your son's that much of a slacker if he got into yeah. Harvard Law. Yeah, I think I get, your like, son's doing he, well. He's just chill. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And yeah, the dad, yeah. there, there was no boon. <laughs> and he fucks. Yeah. yeah, there was no explanation no. for <laughs> for why he would cut his son off at the time when his son literally needed his money the most. Mm-hmm. Besides, I don't know, because it's a movie. Yeah. Um, but we find out why. And like maybe the next scene or two scenes later. Uh, yeah, I guess. So, turns out he goes to see his dad's psychologist, psychiatrist. Yeah. Psychiatrist. Who is played by the dad from ALF. Sure is. Who was, he was the one that told him, his dad. Yeah. They're like, your son's old enough now, he's going to college, he needs to be on his own instead of feeding off you like my shit son who won't go, won't get a job and won't go to this. It's literally because the psychiatrist is mad at his own son. He hates his own son. Yeah. So he made his dad take it out on him by being a bad psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, That is the reason. So, uh, what they're doing is they're like, okay. We got to figure out a way. There needs to be some kind of tuition we can get. So they're like going through the- Some kind of scholarship. The, the scholarship booklet. Yeah. <laughs> that tells them all of the scholarships as if you can just find them like that. Yeah. And then they found one that goes to the the the, the top Harvard Law School applicant in the San Diego area. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, hey, perfect. How many of those can that be? And they're like, hey, dum-dum. It says it's, black. It's the top black applicant. And then- 
look straight to the camera, <laughs> boom, cut to blackface, love it, change nothing. Change nothing. <laughs> I don't, I wrote the note, but I don't know what it's, what the context was. What do you got? So he, he shows up the next day, or like, I guess it's implied that maybe some more time has passed, but it's not immediate. I was unclear yeah, like how I, fast I, it happened. At first I thought it was the first, the same, the next day. I think it might have been the next day. But I was like, that's... It doesn't make Real sense. Real quick. It doesn't make sense. So, so he buys some... So before we get... Because they don't tell you at first the process by which he is black. Mm -hmm. We just see that he's black yeah. now. Um, so, and, so the first thing I wrote was he did the arms too, so it's not racist. Mm -hmm. Not unlike three-time undefeated prime minister Justin Trudeau. Mm -hmm. Champion, now and forever. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then they say what the process was, because they have a friend who's like our research chem guy who uh, was working on tanning pills. And he's like, well, if one pill tans you, uh, 15 turns you into a Negro. <laughs> does it also change your hair? Yeah, it does. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. How about that? Okay. Yeah. You wanna, what, do you want to fight about it? <laughs> yeah. It fucking does. <laughs> okay? So, he does that. And, and, so, and then I write, oh, so it's not even paint. This is fine. Who's who's mad about this? It's his skin. His body is choice. True. Right? What are we, What's anyone mad about? They they could remake this movie today. Shot for shot mm -hmm. with Zac Efron. Yep. And it's fine. Yep. Totally fine. Everyone needs to relax. None of the... you. Know, I, I, uh, how tired are you of people saying they couldn't make Blazing Saddles anymore? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just about done with that. Because they don't understand the comedy of it. Yeah. Yeah. And like... That's the whole point. Yeah. Also, you could yeah. make Blazing Saddles today. Please you don't. Can, you can make all kinds of stuff today. Mm. Shut up. <laughs> please, please don't remake Blazing Saddles. Oh, no. I, I, I beg that you don't. But you could. Yeah, but they just don't understand the comedy yeah. of the sheriff is a ring the bell. <laughs> like, they don't understand the joke. People just look at it as being racist. Uh, if only someone had rung the bell when Michael Richards was on stage at the Laugh Factory <laughs> on that fateful day in 2006. <laughs> yep. A day which will live in infamy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not even paint. It's fine. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, at some point, they're like, what's it going to be like to be black? And then he's <laughs> like, it's going to be great. These are the 80s. It's the Cosby decade. That's what I wrote. I wrote the Cosby decade, but I couldn't remember the context. That was the context. Yeah. Yeah. What are you? It's going to be. It's going to be. It's Cosby. It's going to be better to be black than white. Yeah. Come on. It's the number one show on television. Number one show on television. Rudy. Uh, <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> I got, what are my one word impressions? I got, I got Rudy for Bill Cosby. I've got, uh, well, for Ronald Reagan. <laughs> good. Um, I had another one. Also, that also kind of Clint Eastwoody. Well. No, he's, gr he's gruffer. Reagan is just, well, Mr. Gorbachev, I'm gay. <laughs> um, so where are we at? Um, uh, I mean, I, my next note is Stevie Wonder. I don't know how much. Uh, I just wrote, uh, I popped hard for Leslie. Mm -hmm. He's great. He yep. should have done more in this. He oh, yeah. No, I, much. When, uh, all capitals. 
Why is Leslie Nielsen in this movie and hasn't done anything funny? Because it was a serious role. He was a racist. What? He was an old racist. I, you know what? I now that you say it like that, I understand. Because as as a funny as a Leslie Nielsen style, a, a Liam Neeson style funny man, yeah, uh, I understand every now and then wanting to take a break, stop having to make jokes, yeah, and just be racist, yeah. It's real easy. Yeah. So, you know what? Uh, Cut him some slack. You put it that way, I feel you. I love Leslie, though. Who doesn't love Leslie? He's amazing. <clears throat> he has a girl's name. So does Kelly. So does Kelly. There you go. <laughs> Kelly's our Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> That's true. Um, when So, he, yeah, so he gets the scholarship, and he's going to move near campus, but... Because he's black, he can't get an apartment. Yeah. So his best friend's mom has to rent them the apartment. Yeah. And when they're moving in, the landlord is like a very Mick Irish guy. And it is just so racist. So racist. <laughs> like he, so they're, they're, he's helping him, his white friend is helping him move in. And he goes, hey, hey, hey. When your uh, when your mom rented this place, you didn't tell me that uh, your friend was was, uh, uh, you know. was uh, you know. And he goes, w- "What do you mean, you know?" And he's like, "You know, a black." And he goes, "He's a black? Oh my god!" He's like, I- "Thank you for telling me. I'm going to talk to him about it right now." And it's like, so there's there's a lot of that that happens. But yeah. um, when they're doing the like walkthrough, and he's like. You know, like no loud music, no no parties, no pets, and then he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure." And then he leaves. They turn the music up full blast. Yeah, they start cra- they crack beers, and then the friend off screen goes, "Hey, we should get an ocelot." <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and they should. And they should. <laughs> so, <laughs> my next note is so yeah. So he starts class. And when he's there, so it's really funny. He, like, sees, he's, like, at orientation day, I guess. Yeah. And he's just sort of, like, hanging out. And he just sees, like, a girl across the foyer. And, of course, she's black. Yeah. But, like, she's not even that cute. There yeah. are other girls in on campus. Surely. That are way more attractive. Surely, given his uh, his new situation, there was a fat white girl somewhere. Uh, Yep. But uh, as we learn later, he does, doesn't have the right equipment. True. So. True. Um, Sad. So he goes to his, he he realizes that, he, so he, he and his friend are going to do the same courses. Yeah. And when they're going to like register for classes, he decides he's going to change to this other course. And his friend goes, but we weren't going to do it till next semester. And he goes, ah, but I just realized that the professor is black. James yeah. L. Jones. J.E.J. So he goes, I'm going to take it now. So he signs up for that class. Maybe James Earl Jones will teach me cool handshakes. Maybe. Or maybe he'll uh, he'll have a giant scary dog on the other side of his fence. <laughs> um, also possible. So he turns out that he's in the same class as the beautiful black girl that he's in love with. Yeah. And because they're sitting alphabetically, they sit next to each other. Watson and, uh, I don't know, Zendaya, whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, he, she invites him like, oh, like, you know, it's the first meeting of our, like, 
you know, young black Republicans or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was young black Republicans. Uh, it's you know, it was the black Israelites. Yeah, it's, yeah, the black Israelites. <laughs> so it, it's tomorrow night at seven, and he goes, "Oh yeah, right on. I'll be there, like homie." And he goes to his friend and goes, "Like, uh, I don't know what this is. Like, what? What am I? What is?" He's like, "Oh, it's like one of those like." You know, militant. They're like, pretty militant. Like fight the power, black groups yeah. and stuff. And he goes, "Oh shit, okay." So he shows. He shows up, up cosplaying as a Black Panther, full Black Panther. Yeah, and he's like, "Right on, right on, brother." And like, everyone there is just in like they're just nerdy black business people. casual. Yeah. They're just smart nerdy black people, <laughs> like sweater vests. So he like walks in like that, and then he goes to his friend. He's like, "You know, like you, I, you fuck me." I he am, goes, "I have been well, shamed." I was joking. I was joking. Like, you why dumb would you, bastard? Yeah, like why would you take me seriously? <laughs> <laughs> um good prank and then the next scene is uh so he and his friend are like going to uh like the gym and they're gonna they're gonna play some shooty hoops yep and that scene played out exactly the way i wanted it to play it perfect it was literally it was it was two white bros it was drop the banana peel yeah. Let Ethel Mormon slip on it. It was two white bros who were picking teams. Picking teams. And they see him and they go, Oh, well, I'm gonna put on my team and you can have this friend. And he goes, No, 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 no. I I, I want him on my team. He's like, Well, I've already ri- started writing. I started writing. So he's it, on my so team. Like, I well, it's probably... not fair because you have you have the J- other Jamarcus or whatever, yeah. whatever. So you have him. Yeah. We're gonna have my man Marcus. You have dis- uh, it's you, actually Mark. You have Desquarius. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah, okay, fine. And then they get into like a, a scuffle. Yeah, and then he's like, guys, I'm not actually very good. Yeah, and they're like, no, no, no. See, he's not very good. So put him on my team. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. He's gonna yeah. be on my team. So then he gets out there and he gets. Yeah, my, my team's actually already. I, I think my team's already a little better. And he said he's not that good. So we'll put him on my team. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So they, uh, they pair him up against the other black guy who is like six foot six and probably a professional, a basketball, professional basketball player. player. And it is. Ex- I think it was Patrick Ewing, it, fresh off, uh, fresh off his appearance in the Exorcist, in the Exorcist Three. Three, <laughs> the uh, weirdest thing in the world. So weird. <laughs> Fabio and Patrick Fabio Ewing. And Patrick Ewing. I think that's my favorite movie. It might be. It might be mine too. Um. So yeah, the scene is is literally just exactly what you think. Like a white guy who doesn't is not good at basketball. It is. It is people treating. A white guy on the basketball court, like he's a black guy, and it goes bad. And it goes bad. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he he's, sucks. he's trying to do, like, fancy passes, and the black the other black guy is, like, just, just dominating s- Just him. sunning him. Yeah, just sunning him. Like, he tries to do a between-the-legs bounce, and he nuts himself. Yep, classic. He, like, can't defend him. Who, like, any white guy listening to this, you've done that before. Yeah. You have, you have nutted yourself trying to do a through-the-legs dribble. Yeah, of course. Yeah, who hasn't? But yeah, so it goes exactly as you as you would expect, and that was I, I'm so glad that that scene played out the way it did. Oh, that's yeah. what I wanted. It. It's perfect. Okay, now I'm at Stevie Wonder. <laughs> so he like his rival from high school, high school, who's going to Boston University, I think, and he's on like the Harvard. He's on the wait Harvard list. wait list. If like if if anyone drops out, yeah. I'm in, and he's like I'm first dating Julia Louis. Julia Louis Agulia. Yeah. yeah. He's dating her or they're just friends. I don't know. I think she's involved and- somehow. Yeah. They smash. Yeah. Smash and pass. Is she? She's probably on SNL right now. 86? Uh, that's a good question. Pre, post? 
Julia Louia. <laughs> why, why can I only say it like that? SNL. Um, when? When were you on it? When were you when? on it, my dear? Show me. Show us your songs. 82 to 85. So fresh off of SNL. Okay. Well, I could have filmed it during the last season. No. Okay. I can't, no. I can't believe she was on that long. I felt yeah. like she was on for like one or two seasons. 57 episodes. Wow. So Good for her. I guess three, yeah, three full seasons. I guess it pays when your dad's rich. It uh, it sure helps. Is there any buddy in Hollywood whose parents weren't rich or famous? No. That was my question and was also the correct answer. Yeah. You win. <laughs> Everyone's parent in Hollywood is like a casting director, like the last, a director, a yeah. producer. The last person who made their own way in Hollywood was like 1947. Johnny Knoxville. I think it was Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. <laughs> Future WrestleMania performer? Yep. P.S. Y'all are getting a WrestleMania preview sometime, Boo. hopefully before WrestleMania. Boo. You're hearing this. Boo. Boo, Boo, WrestleMania. Boo. Liar. Liar. <laughs> Do Boo. a pay-per-view somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're hearing this on Tuesday. The show's on Saturday. So, uh, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Stay tuned, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not your fucking mom. You aren't my fucking mom. But, uh, yeah. Or, hear me out, you don't get one. But uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, when is dinner? Oh, no, I guess what we got to do Stevie Wonder. So, uh, Rival and Julia show up and he can't let them see him in blackface. In blackface. Oh, sorry, in tan skin face. Exactly, which is fine. Fine. Not illegal. <laughs> so he. Do not call the police. Throws on a pair of shades. Yep. And, and just. And full on Stevie Wonder's it. I laughed so hard, so hard and so loud. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe they were doing it. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. Just uh, full on head back and forth, jiving to the music, waving, waving, yeah. and oh, it was amazing. Well, his well, his friend covers for him being in absolute being a maniac. deaf a deaf mute a deaf mute deaf blind yeah. mute who's attending Harvard Law. I think he said he wasn't going to the school. Oh. I think he said he was just hanging out. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was great. Change nothing. Uh, I think shortly after this is dinner at Leslie's. Yes. Okay. So Leslie's got a daughter, which is Melora Hardin, uh, Jan of the Office fame. Uh, yeah, much younger, obviously. And I she, thought you were gonna say James Harden's wife. James Harden's wife, um, who she's very into him because he's a brother, mm-hmm. and they fuck. And yep. she's like, I'm doing this as like a social experiment to see like what what stereotypes are real and what are or not. Like you know, like the stereotype that uh, black men are very there with with you in the moment, but like not all of them are true. And he's like, Oh, like what's what's not true? And what's she's not like, true? Oh, well, like penises. not all black men have big penises. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I thought my penis was okay. <laughs> so yeah, so he's having dinner with her family. Yeah, so he's. He's kind of a scumbag because he yeah. he wants to date the black girl and he likes her. Yes. But he's also fucking Melora Harden and like... But he's not that into her. Not that into her, but he's like into her enough to go to dinner with her parents. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, he's a... Uh, All right. He's kind of a bad guy. He's kind of a bad guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But they're at dinner, and what's the situation? Because a couple of, like, stereotypes yeah. of other races so, are talked about. Yeah. And then are shown. Yeah. Because someone... Well, they're it, not... It's, so the mom sees him as like a jungle savage. That's right. They they yeah, they, gonna they see him her. as different kinds of black stereotypes. Yeah. And I could make my peace with most of them. I'd be like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> but <laughs> when Leslie Nielsen yeah. saw him as literally a 70s pimp eating watermelon. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, 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 for sure. Especially knowing that that is a white guy in blackface <laughs> doing yep. that. Yeah, like if that would it would have been kind of fucked up if it was even if it was a black guy. Sure, or but even if they had a not. different guy. Like Leslie Nielsen's vision of pictures him a black guy. was like an actual black guy yeah. doing that. That's still kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, but, but not this, as bad as a white guy. This one was tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I can guarantee you this is the only time in my notes over these four weeks that I wrote the phrase "might have been a bit much." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But they they went this far. They were committing to it. Like, I mean, if you're gonna do Soul Man, you should do that. Yeah. I just I I can't promise you. I'm going to be there all the way with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I respect it, if yeah. nothing else. Um, shortly after he gets arrested. He gets arrested for drive. So he's he gets pulled over by the police for driving like a normal person. For, for DWB. DWB. And the police officer asks for his license and registration. Yeah. Gives him the registration and then realizes his license oh, is still. I'm white on my license. White faced um, him. So I forgot. Uh, I don't know. How, I don't I have forgot it. my license. Well, I'm going to beat you and throw you in jail. Then. Beat you and throw you in jail. So as, he throws as him in true jail. As it is now. So I, I like yeah. that part. There's some. There are some timeless parts of this movie. There are like there. the like the police industrial complexes brutalization of minorities. <laughs> <laughs> So he gets thrown into jail, and uh, when he gets in With there, a bunch of Celtics fans, a bunch of Celtics fans, where uh, MC Gainey, yes, drops a full, oh, hard one, R. one of the hardest. harder R's I've yeah. heard in my time, the hardest R. Once again, might have been a bit much. Might have been a bit much. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he sees them, like. <sighs> That is something I know we've said it in the past, but that is something that is the most insane about people from Boston. Yeah. That they call the players on the team that they dedicate <laughs> that they, their that life they to love. That they have multiple tattoos of the team's logo yeah. or championship years or, or or white players from the team. Yeah, like on their bodies. Yep. And they will call the black players on their own team the N-word. Absolutely. Without a second Mostly thought. Mostly the Red Sox to Mookie Betts. Southie. To be fair, his name is Mookie. That's a You know w- what? That's on him. I don't think his real name is Mookie. I think that's his nickname. But if it is, I'm going to lose my mind. Here's what I don't like. Mookie Betts' real name is Marcus Lynn Betts. Nice. So Mookie was his choice, so he has to live with it. I don't like that there is a an American... A basketball player yeah named mookie Wait, a- as opposed to what <laughs> american basketball player as opposed to what a spanish <laughs> I, basketball I, I, I don't know why i said american i don't know why there's a 
here's what I meant to say. I don't know why there's a black <laughs> basketball player named Mookie Blaylock. Yeah. And there is an also a white comedian named Mookie Blakelock. I don't know. I can't. I, those are two. Is Mookie Blakelock younger? Yes. Then obviously they were a fan of Mookie Blaylock. Yeah. Two years younger. Oh. What do you know. think about that? Is Mookie both of their real names? Michael for Blakelock and Darren O'Shea for Blaylock. Maybe it's just like the comedian doing something funny because his name sounds like Blaylock. Maybe. Yeah, it would be interesting like, when he adopted Mookie. Yeah. But uh, he is in uh, 2014's Beef. Never forget. Mookie. What a name. Mookie Blakelock. Mookie Henson. White man. I'm going to start calling you Mookie. Mookie. Are you? Mookie Henson. I dare you. Okay. Call me Mookie one more time, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, motherfucker. Um, now, what was the context for this? I guess he... There was a situation where it would be better if he wasn't black before the end. And I was like, oh, tell me he's going to do white face over black face. <laughs> he, he never did. I, and no. I can't remember what the scenario was. That would have been amazing. But though. I'm like, I thought it might be coming. Yeah, me too. And then, uh, oh, and my, my next thought was, ah, and we have entered the every sitcom episode phase of the movie where he's got the two girls, uh, yeah, yeah, girl yeah, in, in each room. room and like the parents yeah. show up and yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, yeah. yeah. That part, I thought that part was a little hacky. I thought the rest was cool and original. Yeah. I thought that part was hacky. The uh, the only note I have left is uh, L- Leslie Nielsen needed to do more, although he did get to punch a Negro for banging his daughter. <laughs> That's true. So that might be more than enough. He did get to do get the old gut punch. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. Like he was a landlord that was owed money. Yep. Scott, are you implying that black people don't pay their landlords on time? I mean, that was just a dirty work reference. Racist. Uh, Uh, That comes up. uh, That's his problem. Or that's his department. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah, That's uh, that's my department. You don't pay. I punch you in the stomach. The uh, I love that the uh, the the white girl who was with him ended up with a native guy after that and and was saying the same exact same thing but only as it pertained to native instead of also i don't think that guy was native scott i don't think it was either was a white man who was very tanned (laughs) i think it could i think it might have been john wayne could have been john wayne yep yeah he's played a native he's played genghis khan so uh he has genghis khan which is fucking wild (laughs) so wild (laughs) um so he gets in trouble and then has to he gets in trouble then has to reveal but why does he have to reveal what was the deal? The uh, but but anyway, well, he, he finds out that the the, the black girl that he's in love with would was have the, gotten was the only other person would have gotten the scholarship, scholarship, and he starts to feel guilty. And he feels about super it. guilty, and she's got a son, so she's been going to Harvard the whole time while also working full time, yeah. and looking after her son. So he's starting to feel guilty about it, and then he's also kind of. He was fucking up, and then he gets when he gets beat up, and he goes to talk to James Earl Jones about not handing in his project. Yeah, James Earl Jones kind of gives him like the pep talk of like, "Listen, 
black people don't get a lot of opportunities here. You're really fucking up. Like you need you if need you, to pick it up. Or if you got to work out. twice as hard as them, you fucking work twice yeah. as hard as them. Give blah, them the blah, old blah. speech about like you know stop uh, stop getting uh, profiled by the police and getting called the <laughs> getting called the n word by MC Ganey in jail. Yeah. Like, that's your problem. That's your problem. Fucking get your shit together. Um, yeah, so he's gonna get exposed by the rival. Yes. Because the rival sees him and realizes that's what he's doing. Yeah. So then he... After his parents came to visit and he tells his parents and they don't believe him. Yes. <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm black. And they're like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> You're you're not our son that, that that we've known your entire life. Yeah, you're just some black guy. You're just some black guy. <laughs> Give me back my family. <laughs> so yeah, so there's some sort of uh, like tribunal to uh, to decide his fate, and he and he shows up unblacked, which raises the question: How fast do you unblack? When you stop taking the tank Apparently a pills. couple hours. Like a couple. Like, so he's been taking 15 pills a day every day this whole time. Yeah, he's been taking to as, stay that dark. as many pills as Cody Rose has been taking to not turn into his father. Yes. And then when he, like goes, hourly. When he goes back to white, it also um, fixes his hair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He no I don't has know why any, you're so hung up on this. He no longer thing. has nappy ass weave. <laughs> he's got a regular white okay, person hair. Okay, I'm a... <laughs> You want to get kicked off of CBS? I'll kick you off CBS. I don't give a shit. Do it. Coward. (laughs) Uh, My final note was the the black girl that he actually likes. I'm like, she has a kid. Why are you pursuing this? Also, she's not that hot. No, she's just a whatever. But I guess because he's black and he's like, I need to be with another black girl. But he's not black. I don't know. And and now he's not black at all. And then they end up together. At the and they end up together. And he gets to still go to Harvard. He gets to still go to Harvard. She, she gets the she full gets a scholarship. Scholarship. He has to give any like a percentage of any of his future earnings to a black scholarship. P.S. That one that was if if I'm signing the deal, that's the deal breaker. I'm no way I'm yeah. doing future earnings. No future earnings. No, no. no. I'll, I'll I'll pay the shit back. I'll yeah. take some kind of hit. Yeah, I'll, I'll take some I'll, kind of one time. Do pro bono stuff in the hood. Yeah. I'm not taking a forever no, hit. No, no, no. Because I'm going to be a billionaire, and I'm not going to give you $150 million. Also, I don't know how much that contract That's a surgery is right binding. there. True. Right? Like, it was written on a nap. You, it was you written on a contract. <laughs> you set a contract with your college professor. Written on a Popeye's napkin. <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe's Chicken Waffles Roscoe's. wrapper. A greasy. A greasy wrapper. <laughs> But no, like I don't know how much that is a like binding contract like, with your college professor. Yeah, that it? in twenty years you're still going to be giving five percent of your earn. Like, what is he going to take you to court? Yeah, is he is he going to storm into Price Waterhouse Cooper and g- kick your ass if you don't give him four million dollars? No, and also he'll be dead. And also he'll be dead. <laughs> Shows him, even though he's not, he's still alive. Might never die. He might bury us I all. I hope he never dies. Yeah. I like him a lot. I like him a lot, too. He's Mufasa. He is Mufasa. <laughs> and the voice of CNN. Well, he used to be the voice of CNN. This yeah. is being gay. <laughs> <laughs> China Salesman 2017, brought to us by Chairman Meow. What are you doing, Chairman what Meow? What the fuck? 
What what was the other Are one you, you gave us? Uh, the other the DMX. Uh, you gave Seagal us one. Beyond the Law and China Salesman. He just gave us bad Steven Seagal movies from the last like, you, five years. Do you not like the show? Or I think I'm going to tell you what I think happened. He what went, do you think? Happened? He went to Amazon Prime. He looked at movies that had old shitty actors in it and a bad rating and went these two. What if these are Chairman Meow's two favorite movies and you just hurt his feelings? Then we have a dum-dum listening to the podcast. <laughs> Which it shouldn't be, because we've enacted a strict no dum-dums no, policy quite some time ago. No dum-dums. So I don't know how you would have slipped through the cracks. Well, we're only allowed one dum-dum on the podcast, and that's Scott. Correct. I'm a professor. A professor. <laughs> I'm a professor. Professor. Of pussyology. They said the title of this movie so fast in the movie. Yes, they did. I was so excited. Yes, they did. And also, it comes back a lot, and I don't understand. I, th I think I made the note pretty late in the game because it kept happening. But uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. why do they keep calling an experienced IT guy spearheading an international telecom bid the China salesman? <laughs> Because he's selling China. No, he's not selling anything. He's a salesman from China. He's not. He's got investment opportunities. He might. I don't know. <laughs> it really bugs Maybe. me after a while. What, yeah, like, I mean, first of all, he has a name. Second of all, that's not even an accurate description of what's going on. Nope. <laughs> Super weird. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I do like that this is basically a propaganda movie for Huawei. Yep. 100%. So, that part is tight. I like that in the movie, Steven Seagal is pro-Islam. He a was pro-Islam. A man who's, like, very, like, America. And yeah. now he's a pro-Islamic pro state. Yeah. I'm all for it. Maybe he should become a Russian citizen. Then we can get a, a Steven Seagal Gerard Depardieu movie. He literally is a Russian citizen. Is he a Russian citizen? Yeah, I think he is. Nice. Let me see. Nice. I'm 90% sure he is. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Russian passport. It comes up by itself. Vladimir Putin presents Steven Seagal with Russian passport. November 25th, 2016. <gasps> right before this. Way ahead of you, Drew. Wow. He, he has thought of everything. So he's not an American citizen anymore? I think he's dual. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, it'd be sick if he gave up his American citizenship. Well, I, don't know, I don't know what Russia's stance is. I mean, Gerard Depardieu had to give him up, his up, but that's because he was a, a business criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah, my so yeah, my my first note was uh oh the second late 2010 Seagal movie. Thanks guys. Although it's just guy, <laughs> it's just the yep. one guy. It's the one guy. I, yeah. So thanks. Um, my first note is uh, I love how unnatural acting comes to Mike Tyson. Oh, he he's he has a tough time. I love that in his first line. Uh, it seemed like it's he dubbed, was, hmm? it's they had to redub the line. They did have to read up the line, yep. but 
it seemed like his first couple lines, it seemed like he was thinking about doing an African accent. Yeah. But then gave yeah. up during the first sentence when he remembered he could barely speak English at all. Correct. Let alone do a different and, accent. And there were a few times sprinkled it throughout the movie yeah. where he had like it, one he word thinks about with like a North back. African yeah. or East African accent. You must never trust a woman. He doesn't trust a woman. He does He's hit a lot of them. You must always rape a woman. Imagine being the hardest punching boxer in the entire, in the history, history. of mankind. In history. And you're hitting women. That's <laughs> wild. I mean, it really is taking a gun to a knife fight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's, it's, got, it's taking a gun to a barehanded fist fight. It, it's taking a gun to a McDonald's play place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel bad for any woman that got hit by Mike. Damn. Yeah. That poor... Was she a nurse? I don't remember. I think he raped a nurse. That sounds like him. He's America's favorite rapist. He is? People love him. Uh, I mean, people do genuinely love him. He saved WWE. Yep. They were losing money hand over fist for the entire mid-90s. They staked everything on bringing him in. For WrestleMania 14 in 1998 to help coronate Steve Austin, the new star. And it fucking worked because everyone loves Mike Tyson fresh out of jail for getting convicted of rape. Yep. <laughs> Remember when his entourage dropped all that money? Yeah. During the scuffle? Sick. That was wild. Yeah. That was a lot of money. That was a lot. Yeah. Number one, why are you carrying that much money? Because you have to. Maybe that was how he got paid that night in cash by Vince. <laughs> in singles. In singles. <laughs> Um, I also, uh, got to see my favorite thing. I got, oh. uh, some local whites. Yes. There was a lot of local whites to the region. Local whites. and Well, I mean, the region which, which was Africa. This was filmed in Africa. Oh, of right? course, it was Africa and not. And not China pretending to be Africa. Not Western China. Yeah. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. It seemed like in, Africa. In the background, you can see, uh, you can see the prison. You can see Tiananmen Square. <laughs> Yeah, you can see a Uyghur camp. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You can see you can see one of the Uyghur prisons in the background, and they're like, "No, no, no, this is Algeria." Who's your favorite Uyghur? Mine's Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I also love Jamie Kennedy. Malibu's most wanted. He is, yeah. and always will be. Is uh, something at the beginning? What the? fuck is with this russian question mark couple yeah i don't know one was definitely russian the other one could have been just nebulously anything. european yeah yeah just a take your pick any any scandinavian or eastern european yeah you or, couldn't even or german couldn't even pin down a part of europe no like be any, portugal to Vladivostok. <laughs> Anywhere Somewhere in, in between. Yeah. Is she Romanian? Is she British? She, she could have been Turkish. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, or noted part of Europe, Israel. It's the end of the show. Oh, sorry. Turn the show off. Uh, that was too far, telling you that Israel is in Europe. you say Israel is in Europe one more time. Well, you better talk to FIFA. I am, I am just going to lose it. FIFA's got them in Europe. I know. But you know why, though? Because they can't put can them in reason. Asia. Because if they're going to play games in all of those other Middle Eastern countries, they're going to get Munich. 
It's true though. <laughs> You're like, are they going to play Venice. soccer friendlies in like Iran, Iraq? I don't know how Palestine. Okay, Palestine is a team, but I don't know how much of a friendly that would be. Exactly. I, uh, I see where you're going. They're they're doing it to protect the Israelis. You're going to get Munich. So just just play with your friends in the West. Play with here. the whites. Yeah. Not the brand. That is, man, that's a hundred percent true. Yep. I didn't really think about that, but uh if if they put them in the Asian region, which they are supposed there to there would no longer be there a would team. be there would be one game played in the Asian Asian region, <laughs> and then there would not be an Israeli uh national team. So Israel Israel Iran friendly ends in a no contest after <laughs> after every member of Israel was murdered was on the munich'd. field. <laughs> murdered in their hotel by the good guys. <laughs> by the good guys. If you watch it the Iran. Way. <laughs> yeah, you, you I wish there was a cut online of it backwards. That would be amazing. Munich. <laughs> Munich backwards cut. Nope. There's a, you know what? There's a hole in the market. We can, okay. We, we can do Let's it. Let's get our editing skills together and recut Munich. It's time backwards to front to fix Munich. So we can see the real, the real good guys win. So we can see these <laughs> Israeli troublemakers <laughs> get their just desserts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> the, the, ma- the major issue with it, though, is that the the Israelis who kill who do the killing, yeah, they don't get aren't killed. The ones that end up getting killed, yeah. But at it's least, still, at the least Iranians we, getting revenge. Yeah, at least we kill their friends. Yeah, well, at least, at least we, we some. at least we kill Liev Schreiber's friends. Yeah, we kill a few. <laughs> Troublemakers. Troublemakers. <laughs> Uh, what's going on in this fucking movie? Uh, the sound mixing is garbage. Sound mixing is terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was worth a note. Uh, I loved the uh, Steven Seagal Mike Tyson fight <sighs> that clearly was not Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah, other you think th- it was a stunt double? Other than the one Tai Chi move he did, yeah. and then immediately cut to behind him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Seagal is 350 pounds in this movie, yeah. but... And even when it is real Seagal, he is standing more than in most movies yes, of the time. But he's not moving. He's no, no, no. But that, that, look, Tyson's doing the punches, and yeah. Seagal is very casually. S- he, he's he's doing quiet old person park Tai Chi. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's doing he's doing keep your bones and joints moving. Yeah. But he he is standing a lot. He's standing way more than uh, Beyond the Law. And way more than, of course, the classic Sniper Special Ops, yes. which I think is earlier than this, yep. where he does not leave his seat. Does not leave his seat. But which, he... As but, stipulated in his contract. Late, later on, he does do a lot of sitting. After, oh, no, after, after look, this Drew, I'm not scene, saying there isn't some sitting. Yeah. Like, there this, was a whole scene where he stood for almost all of it. After this fight scene... That's he, it. He sits until the very end of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's also super unclear, like... Whose side he's Who, on? It's also super unclear who's the good guys and who's the bad guys. The whole movie, pretty much. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, we were supposed to root for Huawei. <laughs> yep. But also, there's like vague face turn Mike Tyson, and then Seagal is like a bad guy, but also a good guy. 
Yeah, I like I have no like I did not understand what Seagal's allegiances were. Me neither. Like he owned a bar. He owned a bar. And but he was had like high level between, dealings between, with people, yeah. but it seemed like he was kind of with but, both. But yeah, but then he also sort of had some kind of ties to the military or yeah. the Chinese government or Huawei or unclear. something. Very unclear. Very unclear. Uh, another thing I wrote was, is English anyone's first language in this movie? No. 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 Because, man, there are some tough. Line delivery. Tough line delivery. There was, Front to back. There was a lot of ADR. You could tell there was oh, a yeah. lot of ADR. Mouths were not matching no. up to what was being said. And like even like the ADR recorded was not good. Dog shit. <laughs> Dog shit. Like the ADR wasn't delivered well. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of that's just sort of insulting. <laughs> um, OK, now, so this might just be my background in. Telecom. Jiu-jitsu? Oh, okay. And jiu-jitsu, of course, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And uh and Muay Thai. And uh Krav Maga, of course. Of course. My my first love, Krav Maga. <laughs> so was was this movie because fi- this movie's from 2017. Yeah. So was this movie filmed like 10 years before it came out? Cause they're for because they're setting up a, a larger cell phone grid in africa yeah basically is the deal and it's who's going to get the bid to do it and they're talking about cdma versus gsm as the type of network they're going to use and then our friend china salesman's like what about 3g because cdma and gsm are pre yeah 3g technologies in 2017 well or maybe it's just set earlier than the movie because they don't ever state the time. I guess frame. they don't state the year. I don't know why it wouldn't be present day. And like, well, none of none of the none of the technology is necessarily like modern twenty seventeen specific. It's, it's not really because I'm like now they're talking about three G like it's some crazy future tech in twenty seventeen. We're like we've got to be six years into four G at this point and five G just around yeah. the corner. Yeah, yeah, as far as like what's actually going on. Five G around the corner that causes COVID. Absolutely. You can't spell COVID without five G. Correct. That's how they get you. W, 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 23rd letter, the number 23, Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. Mr. Popper's Penguins, the Penguin, the Batman, Morbius, the real Batman, <laughs> Jared Leto, 30 Seconds to Mars, Mars Attacks, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholas, Golf. Help me out here. I'm, I'm having an episode. No, I think I think you missed the easy one of... Number 23, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Jenny McCarthy. Don't vaccinate your kids. COVID's not real. 5G. 5G. That was easier. I landed on golf. Well. That's where my head's at. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholas. Arnold Palmer. Tea and lemonade. Take a drink. Mm. Delicious. I should maybe back off on the energy drink a little bit. Maybe. (laughs) It's it's night now. (laughs) It's dark outside. Um, what else is going on? I, oh, I don't love a, uh, I don't love a hospital with a hand painted sign that, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't instill confidence. No. It's not quite, uh, outdoor dentist outdoor from dentist. army of one, but it's pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. 
That's why you never go to a country that would have that. Uh, they're, uh, they're, uh, this, uh, again, uh, first we go telecom background, now we go biology background. Uh, there sure are a lot of, uh, Bactrian, uh, two humped camels for, uh, Africa. Oh, yeah, you don't say. Cause, uh, it's almost those, a- those guys normally hang out in, uh, Eastern Asia. Well, and the single humpers are the Africans and uh, Middle Eastern. Maybe ones. they imported them. Yeah. Maybe they're fancy import camels. And and so they are fancy import camels in Africa and we're, and we're not just in China. Correct. You sure? Yeah. All right. Because if there's I'll one thing you want to do is you want to take uh, the, the Middle Eastern and Eastern ones that are used to a more diverse climate of, uh, of cold and sure. uh, mountainous and then put them in the, uh, the scorching heat of Northern <laughs> Africa because they're going to survive they quite well. Love it. They love it. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about animals, they love drastic changes in climate. They sure do. Uh, what do they have? Oh, so yeah. So there's also so the deal with the movie. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Is the guy from the rival telecom company? Yeah, doesn't actually care about the cell phone bid. He wants to basically start civil war. So something can happen, and then another thing can happen, and then he can get all the minerals they have. <laughs> basically. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But anyway, I, I don't think I followed that part. Gotcha. There's a there's a lot of like intra-African conflict going on and and the the China salesman and uh and some bitch <laughs> and someone else the are, white girl are trying to they're trying to get to the uh, one of the cell phone towers or something. And uh and there's like uh you know, tanks and shit and and yep. people like firing at them with assault rifles. And the the way they get them to stop, because they're just shooting at anything. They don't care who they're shooting. Yeah. And so the way they uh, chose to let people know, hey, please don't shoot at us, is putting up the Chinese flag <laughs> over their Jeep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, In guys, what don't shoot. It's the good guys. Fucking reality. Do I stop shooting when I see the Chinese flag? Um, when you're filming a movie in China? This guy... Is a hell of a China salesman. Yes, I'll is. say that. Maybe that's what it was. It, He's yeah. selling China. And you know what? He's and like, you guys should like China. He sold it. They bought it. Uh, and Seagal shows back up after like an hour. Sitting down. He was gone for a very long time. Sitting down. Yeah, no, it's it's sit down time now. <laughs> uh, I wrote uh, one quick note before we get over that. I went, um, which blacks are the bad guys? No, no idea. Like I, I couldn't there's, tell. There's a couple factions. I couldn't tell which ones were which. Not because they all look the same, but because because they did a horrible job of explaining it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, who yeah. is this? And not a clue. So, um, yeah. So at the end, what are they doing? So uh, Tyson, yeah, Mike Tyson sort of face turns on the bad telecom guy and and like gets him in a room before like a big before the big announcement and press conference and all that and uh tyson is basically and tyson just sets up a camera on a tripod yep. and he's like yo i'm uh, i'm just gonna film you doing crimes cool yeah. cool and All the guy's good? like yeah and then yeah i like crimes tyson leaves and then uh 
Yeah, and then so, and that and Tyson kills the bad guy. So Tyson kills the bad guy, and then is going to kill himself. Yes, he's he's going to blow himself up. But before doing that, he also wanted to set off just a couple bombs. Yeah, in, just in a the little. Hall. I just want to do a little just bit of terrorism. I, I like that. He's like he did a full face turn, but also it in his heart was still a terrorist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I like that. Uh, I also like that the movie ends with the good guy getting arrested. Yep, like that's literally the end of the movie. Yep. And then, uh, P.S. He was. <laughs> P.S. He was unarrested and things worked out great for Huawei. Hail China. <laughs> Hail China. Uh, the only other thing I wrote was uh, the silly ass bump that he took off of the grenade launcher. Oh, yeah. Where he like flew through the air on great. strings. <laughs> and yeah, he uh, got crouching time. And then I wrote probably the most white nudity ever allowed in a Chinese movie. <laughs> like, really? Like, you never yeah. see you non know. back. Of of Asian women nudity. That's true. And this was like this had side boob white girl. It's the best you're gonna get. Couldn't believe it. Take what you can get. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um. And then uh, I wrote, oh, where when like there's all that Seagal stuff at the end where it's like he's now a good guy or he's been a good guy the whole time. No fuck. And I just wrote Seagal showcasing his sitting skills again. Yeah. Can't believe he was standing towards the end of his scream time. Yeah. Yeah. It's always impressive. It's it's always like it's uh it's inspiring. It's inspi- yeah. <laughs> Whenever uh, no so- matter how fat I get, Steven Seagal <laughs> stood in a movie. Ste- yeah, Steven Seagal standing in the late 2010s yeah. is one of the most motivational things yep. you'll ever see. And you yeah. don't always get it. Case in point, Sniper Special Ops. Sniper Special Ops. <laughs> Him and Van Damme that I thought was Jean-Claude and turned out to be Rob. The other Van Damme. <laughs> Drew, tell me everything about 1993's Cliffhanger, brought cool. to us by James B. I've got so much written down for Cliffhanger. I, I don't have a ton, so I will let okay. you take the lead. Number one, I've always loved this movie. This yeah. is one of my favorite action movies of the 90s. I had never seen it before. I wrote, man, Michael Rooker when he's young, like kind of a hunk, a kind little of, bit. Kind of a hunk, but I will say I was not ready for Michael Rooker with hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, he's not a bad looking guy. No. Yeah, I mean, now he's pug-fugly, but... Yeah. Um, uh, my other note was... My first note... So, <clears throat> uh, Michael Rooker and S- Sly Stallone... Mm-hmm. Uh, can I call him Sly? Are we buddies? I think you're buddies. Are, uh, Oscar winner Sly Stallone. They are Oscar winner. Yeah. Oh, for Rocky. For writing Rocky. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, for acting? Probably he's probably yeah. got a couple acting. A couple. Oscars. I mean, he's got a Golden Globe for uh, Creed. Oh yeah, he does. But uh, okay, so Rooker and Stallone are like mountain guides for like mountain peak, like mountain peak cu- climbing, like hi- hiking, ice picking, yeah. ice climbing, and Rooker and his girlfriend get trapped on the top of a peak because Rooker hurts his knee. So Stallone goes with the rescue team to he help him. He didn't win for writing Rocky. Did Rocky just Rocky won, best won for best uh, something picture. Picture, but yeah. he he was just a uh, like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He was he was nominated he was, for acting for Rocky. Yep, but did Act, not win. acting and writing and supporting actor for Creed. Yeah, nominated, nominated, nominated. Yeah. Didn't win, but it won best picture. It was a picture. Um. Anyway, 
So he has to go help Rooker and his girlfriend survive, uh, get off the mountain. Uh, he gets Rooker to the helicopter. Then while she's going across, uh, her harness breaks. And so she's hanging in the middle of this wire, this cable between the helicopter and the mountain. Yeah. And Rooker wants to uh, send his harness over to her to switch. And Sly says there's no time. So he's going to go out on the wire to save her. Yeah. Him and Rooker get into a big argument. He goes out to save her. Um, he barely gets a hand on her. And then uh, she falls Oops. to her death. And as much as I love Cliffhanger, mm-hmm. I only associate this scene with Ace Ventura when nature calls with the raccoon. <laughs> Even though I've seen Cliffhanger as many times as I've seen Ace Ventura when nature See, calls. Th- now, that one for me is one of those uh, seeing space balls before Star Wars. Right. You saw this. You saw Ace Ventura. I saw when nature calls when it came yeah. out. And I saw Cliffhanger two weeks ago. Yeah. So... I always associate it with that no matter what. Yeah. Like the raccoon, the breaking of the, the harness. And yeah. All, yeah. So she she dies. We go forward a little bit in time. Also, did you notice that one of the uh, one of the opening credits uh, was just Leon? <laughs> Le- Leon's a guy. Leon's, just, Leon's a cool dude. Just fucking Leon. Leon's the stunt coordinator, maybe. No, he was an oh, acting know, credit. Actor. Yeah, I know. It was... Uh, b- b- maybe he's the... Maybe... I mean, it's a black guy. Let's... Uh, wow. Shut up. Wow. Grow up. There are white Leons. There aren't white one named Leons. And yeah, it's the black guy. <laughs> oh, wow. So we fast forward a few years now. What and, else is Leon done? And Stallone has like left the the park rangers or whatever they are. Leon's in cool runnings. Sick. Uh so he's yeah, he's left. And we need, we now see like a group of treasury agents who are transporting a old money. They're transporting old money that is like kind of useless. Yeah. Like if you like getting it means nothing, but they're like still trying to make sure that it doesn't get stolen because it's a lot of money. Yeah. So they're going to transport it by plane because like. You know, uh, no one sticks up the vehicle. Well, because, yeah, they're like vehicles can be stuck up. Trains can be derailed, but it's really yeah. hard to stop a plane. Derailed callback. Derailed. Nice. And uh, they're going to fly it over the mountains. So it's way harder to. Yeah. To stop them. So the guy, the guy who's like the the head of that that they're talking to plays a bad guy in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And so I, I always I'm always in my head. I'm like. He's a bad guy. Uh-huh. No, he's a good guy. And yeah. I couldn't believe he stays a good guy. Uh-huh. So they're yeah, so they're gonna fly this plane over the mountains uh to Den to like Denver or Colorado where there's like uh the treasury, treasury something. something where they yeah. put all the money. And um so the guy who we think is the bad guy um like pulls his gun and says like you know, don't you really like because the, the uh the the other agent is acting very suspicious. So he pulls his gun on him and, and he's like, you know, obviously like could you not see what he's trying to do? He's trying to hijack the plane. Yeah. And then the other two guys pull their guns on him, which <laughs> is a recurring theme that I wrote down. I mean, the notes write, written down later, but it's like there is a lot of uh guns to back of heads, grabbing people from behind, yeah. rear chokes, and knives to faces in this yeah. movie. There's Definitely. a lot of that. Definitely. So um. 
the the guy who we think is the good guy actually turns out to be the bad guy. Yeah. Shoots everybody. Then the one pilot shoots the other pilot, and they're gonna try and that take. Was cool. I'm like, oh, there's like a lot of people in on this. A lot of people in on it. So they're gonna uh, they fly a smaller plane in. They connect the cable. They're going to have all the money go from the cable to the other plane. They're yeah. all gonna get out, and then they're gonna explode the plane. Yeah. But the. The one agent who you think is going to be the bad guy and is the and is and never the secret is. hero, uh, he's still alive. He shoots like in a semi-automatic machine gun at the plane. Yeah, it punctures the uh, the fuel, mm-hmm. and then that plane also goes down. So now all of the bad guys are with them with um the. Or they've crashed on the mountain, and yeah. all of the money has flown in the briefcases onto Dude, different parts of the tops remote. of the boats. Uh, so at this Peaks, point, yeah. then you see Stallone coming back to the mountain. Uh, he's been gone, obviously, since it happened. He's coming after, back for a little bit. After that bitch got Owen Harded. Uh, Owen Harded. Um, so, uh, oh, sorry, I, I skipped one note that I wrote, which is women. They can't even hold their own body weight <laughs> when it's less than 100 pounds. <laughs> Um, so when Stallone's coming back to the city, he runs into two, like, stoner bro, like, uh, snowboarders. Yeah. And not once did that blonde hippie dude look at the road while he was fake driving. No. It was anywhere Stallone, but. And Stallone was, like, looking at, like, where the road Stallone would be. Stallone was driving for him. And this him. guy was staring directly at him the whole time yeah. while driving. Um. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. So, th- I said, like, this is, like, peak 90s action yeah. Rennie Harlan like fucking gets it Rennie Harlan he's my my favorite uh, Chinese slash Finnish movie director <laughs> yeah because his he, last like 10 movies yeah, have every, been China or Finland every, everything is either Homeland or Made for the Republic <laughs> But he like in the like the in the nineties eighties nineties and early two thousands he was like one of the kings of action. He was and crushing. Not only is he great at like he's great at the practical effects, explosion, stunt, blah blah blah, but he's also just so good at filming the action. Yeah. Like there's the scene later on where uh where uh Leon and Rooker are fighting on top of the mountain. Yeah. And the the camera placement, like the 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 distance mm-hmm. from it and the yep. angle is so good, it is good that it makes it seem like they're literally fighting like right on the edge of the mountain. Yeah. But like he's so good at all of that stuff. Yeah. Um so yeah, like I love I love Rennie stuff, even though he's made some duds. Uh, I definitely love his, love his work. I mean, he made twelve rounds with John. He Cena. He did make so. twelve rounds with John Cena. Um, He's uh, I I'd call him unimpeachable. Unimpeachable. So uh, yeah, so the plane crashes, and then um, they contact Michael Rooker, who's still working for the you know the mountain department or whatever. He's going to go do a search and rescue, but Stallone sees it from the road, and then he goes up to try and help as well. And um, then that's sort of like their first interaction with each other since Stallone accidentally kills his girlfriend. So they get into an argument on the top of the mountain and Rooker's going to throw him off the mountain. Yep. Stallone kind of tells him like, fucking do it. Like, do it. Like, go for it. I, yeah. I, I I deserve it. I dare you. And then he goes, no, you have to live with it and saves him, which yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get to see who all the bad guys are and Scott. I What's that? fucking love John Lithgow. I mean, He's who does so, even with his dumb sort of in-and-out British accent in this, I was going to say, he, I, he so fucking I, I, rules. I see we have British Lithgow <laughs> making an appearance here, as opposed to his other movies where he's almost British almost Lithgow. Br- like, he's, he's, he's always 
close. He's an American yeah. who has British cadence in his in his yeah. speaking tone. Yeah, he's very he's, like 1950s transatlantic accent. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. But in this, he's full on British. He's British, but, but the accent comes and goes. It does. <laughs> like it's British and New England. It's 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 Brit ish. Brit ish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so John Lithgow is like the mastermind, and they had made a mention earlier that like. Well, this money is useless to anyone, who, so nobody's going to steal it. They're like, except for this guy. Except and then they we show, know how to... They show a file of a guy who knows how to, like, counterfeit that money so it's active into money. legal tender. So they're like, he's the only guy. Yeah. So they end up hiking up the mountain, and they find them, and then, I mean, it's pretty immediate that they're like... Uh, we have guns. You're going to help us. And yeah. if you don't help us, we're going to blow your brains out. We're just going to murder you. So they show them where all the pla- the placement is for all the, the three ba- uh, uh, containers of money. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to take us there. So they go, ugh, fine, fuck, whatever. But we'll do it. So they, 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 they go to the first one. They make Stallone climb up the sheer face of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And then while he's up there, they're like... Uh, you know, well, as soon as he as soon as he comes down, he's gonna be tired. So let's fucking kill him. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah. uh, Rooker like yells up to him like, "They're gonna hey, kill you! Gonna Don't kill come you. down!" Yeah. So they uh, they they knock him out, and then Stallone gets away with the money. Yeah. So now they're chasing after him while also trying to find the other two cases, and yeah. they're they're using Rooker as their like uh, their guy. Um, they're white Sherpa. They're white Sherpa. They're Ten- Tenzing Norgay, the mountain goat. The mountain goat. Uh, so then Stallone ends up like, you know, he's running away from them. He's slightly injured from like that, from getting, you know, climbing the mountain. He ends up meeting up with like his ex-girlfriend or whoever. Yeah. Kind of tells her what's going on. They spend a romantic evening together mm-hmm. in the mountains. Uh, but then he decides, like, look, I, I have to get back at these guys. I have to save my friend. They're not getting the money and they're not getting off the mountain. Yeah. So he starts setting, like, vague booby traps or just sort of, like, like cocky taunts. Sorry, yeah. It's it's kind of a, a Home Alone on the Mountain situation. Kind of. So he builds a snowman. Where- I, al- I also thought, not to interrupt, but not to interrupt, but to interrupt. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, except I'm not. Uh in my head before I saw it, and logistically, it would be tough to do, I kind of thought the entire movie was the movie poster. Oh, okay. Like, he's on, he's hanging, he's literally cliffhanging. Right. The whole movie. It's like 147, 30, 27 hours. It's 1,488 hours. Yeah. Of him not, just like, by the way, not a racist dog whistle. I just got the number wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as, as I like, I don't know. Yeah, how a whole movie would take place like that. But every time they were just on the ground, I'm like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> There's no cliffs. There's no hanging. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> Listen, when I go to see a movie, I want to see Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Done. <laughs> when I see Cliffhanger, I want to see Cliff Cliffhanger. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he builds a snowman and he puts, like, the briefcase, like, uh, tracker inside of it. Yeah. And uh, then they're, like, trying to track a different one of the other briefcases and it's moving. So they think it's him. Has Lithgow murdered the stoners yet? No. Okay. 
So he puts a tracker, like he takes one of the trackers and attaches it to a bunny. So they think it's moving. So they think it's him. Yeah. So there's just a lot of like that kind of stuff. But then eventually they like, there's a lot of like, you know, one by one, like, like Die Hard. There's a lot of one by one, like one henchman catches up to him. There's a fight and the henchman eats it. Yeah, he kills him. There's a great one where Stallone and one of the guys get into a fight and Stallone like rides him like a sled down the mountain. Yes. While forcing his face into like the frozen icy snow that was and sick. just like peels off layers of skin yeah like that was awesome that was a good one uh what did i put uh, yeah then there's my note of there sure is a lot of grabbing someone from behind so much putting a gun at their head or a knife, knife at to their, their throat. throat or in their mouth yep like there's a lot of that in this movie mm-hmm. um so yeah then yeah, yeah so then we see the the two stoner guys who are base jumpers yeah and they're camping out on the mountain more like based jumpers. based jumpers um, they hear the plane crash originally, but they sort of like, they're like, whatever, play it off. Like, it's just an, it's just a noise. They do some base jumping. Uh, Scott, can, uh, can we agree that base jumping is terrifying? So scary. Like, Why would you ever do the it? The scariest thing I've ever seen. No. I do not need Pass. to do that. Nope. Uh, not gonna so do it. what ends up happening? Not gonna uh, die. Uh, uh. Not gonna die. So, um, so yeah, so now we're, we're following Rooker and he's leading the whole group and he, do I have more notes? Oh, I got so many more notes. I'm going to, I'm going to go faster here. How about Michael Hooker and he fucks you for money? Ooh, I'd fuck Michael Hooker. For money? For free, but also for money. (laughs) Um, so yeah, they see the stoners like up on like sort of like a How about John Sithko and he loves Star Wars? Ugh, I'm out. Hmm. I'm out. You lost me. How about John Sith Ho, and he loves Star Wars, but you can fuck him for money. How about John Himgo, and he's a Himgo. Okay. Uh, so they see the stoner guys on like the on like the uh, a hill. Yeah. And Rooker sees them, and he's like, "Hey, like you don't need to kill them. They're just kids. I'm gonna get them to go away. You're not. They're not even gonna see your faces." And yeah. he goes, "I'm not a monster." Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a murderer. And so they, they're yelling at him and they're like, Hey bro, we're going to go for another leap. Like, are you want to come? Are you going to like do the touristy thing with these guys? And he goes, nah, nah, it's cool. Like, I'm just going to show them to the, like around. And then they, they pull like, uh, he hears the guns click and he yells like, run, get out of here, get out of here. So they like take off to run. They end up like blowing away one of them. Blam, blam, blam. Just right yeah. in the back. Yeah. Um, and then they're shooting at the other guy. So he like runs as like all the way to this like enormous cliff. Yeah. And just like quickly like puts on his harness and his, uh, and his parachute and fucking just jumps off the cliff. Yeah. And it's really unclear as to why he does like, uh, Leon doesn't shoot him. Like, yeah, he's got him lined up with like a high power rifle yeah. and he just like lets him go. That's I, I think kind he, of strange. I think you recognized how cool base jumping is. I mean, maybe, like, or I, I got maybe he got vertigo. Maybe he was so high up and he was like, whoa, bro. Yeah, bro, maybe, bloke, it uno, maybe it was an uno dos tres catorze. <laughs> maybe. A vertigo situation. Maybe. Did you say you had a note for the for the bros or? Uh, well, well, the note was, uh, so he's murdering stoners and I'm supposed to be rooting against <laughs> let's go. I mean, yeah, apparently. Well, they did a bad job. Well, he only murdered one. So it, it, I guess cause he didn't murder both. Yeah. That's why he's the bad That's guy. That's why he's the bad guy. <laughs> but the first murder was very endearing. Yeah. 
So he base jumps off this massive cliff, but he doesn't quite get his uh, chute open fast enough. And he kind of like crashes into the trees and gets caught up in the trees. Yeah. And uh, while he's hanging there, uh, I wrote, oh, shit, wolves. And then in brackets, except for they're clearly just dogs. <laughs> <laughs> My note. Those wolves look a lot like huskies. <laughs> those, yeah, those fellas, they really look like huskies. They looked a lot. They they looked a lot like huskies. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, wolves! Oh, oh. except for they're just dogs. <laughs> so yeah, the dogs are sniffing around him, and then um, the sort of like old man pilot friend of Michael Rooker, at, who works for the station, like flies the helicopter to. Like help look for a search and rescue, and he uh, he sees the guy, the the bro hanging from the tree. Yeah, comes to save him, scurries away the dog wolves, um, and like uh, rescues them. The blue dogs with uh, antlers and wings. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, so he he saves the stoner, and then uh, he goes back up to like what happens to the stoner? I guess he takes the stoner back. Yeah, he must take the stoner back because he's gone for the rest of the movie, and, yeah. the, hel- and the helicopter gets used. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so he flies. Uh, okay, so then now we got Stallone and his girlfriend or not girlfriend, whatever, and they're sort of like trying to get the get the higher ground to uh, to get like a view of the landscape to see where they are. The bad yeah. guys are. And they go into a cave system mm-hmm. to try and, like, climb up a cave to get through, like, a gap to come out on top of a mountain. And uh, so, yeah, so he's going up. And uh, as he gets to the top, uh, Leon, the bad, the the cool street black guy in the in the villains. Question, is, Drew. Yeah. Does he also know karate? He also knows karate. Fuck He's a, yes, he a black does. guy who knows karate. The, uh, the, the coolest best, guy ever. The coolest type cool, of guy. Coolest man ever. You can't you you cannot beat black you karate cannot. guy. You cannot. He's the best guy. So uh Stallone comes pops out of Leon the hole. 2024. Leon 2024. Um so Stallone pops out of the out of the hole of the cave. Leon sees him, pretty much tells him, You give me the money and I'll only kill you. I won't kill the yeah. girl. And he goes, Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, and and also what uh, I believe what alerted Leon to their presence in the uh, in the cave below in the first place was uh, someone you're not going to name names or genders not going to name names or genders but uh, maybe if someone had settled down a little bit there wouldn't have been a fucking bat frenzy in the cave that <laughs> yeah that to alert everyone's him. attention yeah that's true just saying just saying maybe if the person in the cave who wasn't Sylvester Stallone. Maybe be chill about it? Had shut up. <laughs> maybe be chill about it. Maybe. Just yeah, saying. Maybe. Maybe. So, yeah. So I'm just spitballing here. Stallone uh, takes I'm a... I'm just cliffhanging here. <laughs> you are cliffhanging. Stallone takes a swing at him with his axe, and he falls back in the in the cave. Uh, then uh, they plant a bomb above him. Yeah. And then uh, uh, he, Leon goes down to do his black guy karate. <laughs> And they have a big fight in the cave. Yeah. Um, and he's kicking Stallone's ass, but uh, Stallone gets the upper hand on him. Stallone and- remembers how he beat Apollo Creed. Yeah. So he grabs him by the dick. And Clover Lang. Yeah. He grabs him by the dick. Yep. Gives him a full-on press slam into a stalag tight. Tights up, mites down. 
stalactite with a C is on the ceiling. Stalagmite with a G is on the ground. So stalactite. Yes. He press slams him by the balls. Into it. Up into it and penetrates him on it. Fucking sick. That rules. Yeah. That rules. My my compliments to Mr. Harlan. Me too. I compliment him as well. Hashtag me too. Uh, What do we got here? Uh, So, yeah. So, a big big thing in this movie that I don't think gets uh, talked about enough is that... Uh, Michael Rooker is genuinely such a hero in this movie. Yeah. He's constantly putting himself he's at a, risk yeah, easily as to much, save everyone. Easily as much of a hero as yeah, Stallone. Yeah, like he saves Stallone multiple times. Yeah. He, saves the one, well, he saves the one stoner kid. Yeah. He tries to save the pilot, like, at his at the risk of being shot. Because, like... Many times. They yeah. don't really need him. Like, they only kind of need him in case Stallone gets killed. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's not actively doing anything right now. They're yeah. just trying to get... Stallone mm. but uh, yeah he like the whole time he's trying to save someone that he that he hates although he secretly like loves him because he's his friend yeah but like yeah he's such a such a fucking hero in this oh yeah for sure uh I wrote some really good John Lithgow lines down I got uh, one one was when he's yelling at the uh, uh is it yeah, he, I think he's yelling at the FBI, the the Treasury, like the mm-hmm. aid, secret Sur- secret service agent guy. Yeah, uh, and he goes, uh, "You want to kill me, don't you, Tucker? Well, take a number and get in line." <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, oh, so that good." Nice. That was nice. Um, then he says, uh, "Oh yeah," so uh, he's like arguing with him about like the, he needs the code for the briefcase. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, yeah," but the code. He's like, "So what's the fucking?" Code. And I'm like, ah, oh, just the way that Lithgow pronounces things is so good. Yeah, his, his delivery is so great. Uh, if you're wondering if at some point he calls Leon a black bastard, he calls him a black he bastard. He definitely does. I'm like, Absolutely. British dude saying black bastard, always a winner. Yeah. Uh, uh, Scott, can we also agree that suspension bridges over massive mountain passes are also also scary, fucking terrifying, also very scary. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Seconded, the that mo- is the motion passes horrifying. Scary. Uh, oh, I wrote the way that Lithgow said bastard in his British inconsistent accent was amazing. Loved it. Uh, very, very good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, the, the CIA secret service, like whatever agent guy, some agency, um, he like kind of gives up. Like he's like, yeah, for, you know, like he on the radio, he's like, you know, I, I, I never should align myself with you. Like I'm out of here. I'm not getting killed over this shit. We're not even getting the money. I'm yeah. out of here, which kind of alerts the police who are like mm-hmm. coming in the helicopter. They can hear that. And this goes telling him to get off the mic, off the, the walkie but then the problem with that is like he quits but then sees Stallone and is yeah. like oh well I'm still gonna try and kill this guy uh, yeah, even I'd though I've quit probably kill him <laughs> so he uh he goes and chases him down they end up in like a like an old like mining yeah setup or something uh they have this big fight on a bridge that's mm-hmm. over top of a frozen like lake I don't know frozen something yeah. ocean maybe Oh, that's the mountains, but I don't know, whatever. I don't know if it's frozen ocean. <laughs> frozen, frozen lake. Frozen ra- river, maybe, because it does, like, have flow to yeah, it. Kinda, yeah, kind of. Um, So they fight. Sloan gets slammed through it into the ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when he's, like, trying to get his head back up, the agent's going to shoot him. Yeah. But Stallone shoots the gun through, through the, ice the ice and kills him. And the gun, the bullets through the ice was so funny looking. It was great. 
Um, but then, yeah, so then he can't get out. Uh, at that point, like, Rooker has managed to get free and ran down to help him. He pulls him out of the ice, and then the, the Asian guy falls into the ice and floats away under the ice. Yeah, see ya. Which is really good. Uh, what do we got? Uh, oh, so, he, uh, the, the helicopter with the the old guy helper uh they kill yeah. him mm-hmm. that's when rooker gets away but then they realize that the uh, woman that stallone's with she sees the helicopter and tries to get away and then they capture her so now they have her so they pretty much tell stallone like give me the fucking money you your bitch. and i'll give you her back yeah and so he like agrees to it and meets him on the top of the mountain and then he just like lets her go before he gets the money he was bad at this job like what yeah, that's I, I literally wrote. Really I couldn't that. believe that he would just give her the money, but let her go before he gave her the money. That's very uncharacteristic for an '80s or '90s action movie. Very it's much. It's always the get the thing. Well, I'm not giving. And then you don't her give it back. back and screw him. Yeah. yeah, like that's always what it is. So like, yeah. I, don't, I hope that was intentional I guess and not it was. just bad and not just poorly thought out. I was hoping it would be the other way, and they get there, and Stallone is like psycho. I didn't even like girls, and then shoots an RPG at the helicopter with her in it. <laughs> and but. then kisses Michael Rooker? Yeah, kisses Michael Rooker. <laughs> now that's a movie. But uh, no such luck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then as they're... Uh, he, th- he throws the bag of money up into the propeller of the, her- of the helicopter. Yeah. Money explodes everywhere. Now Lithgow's losing his goddamn second mind. Money, second money exploding of the day. Yeah. Yeah, How about that. Um, so Stallone goes and grabs like the... Uh, like he gets the hook... From the yeah. helicopter, and he runs all the way towards the edge, and he hooks it on the top of this, like, ice ladder. Yeah. And then he climbs down the ice ladder. Uh, so when the helicopter tries to take off, because uh, Lithgow is drive, uh, flying the helicopter, and he, like, tilts the blades down as if he's going to, like, choppy Chop choppy him. him. Yeah. So Sloan runs, whatever. Lithgow overshoots him and goes away, and it pulls the bridge off the ice cliff. Yeah. And then the helicopter kind of swings down and slams down. Stallone falls all the way down onto it, and then Lithgow gets out, and they have sort of like their final showdown mm-hmm. on the belly of the upside hel- upside down helicopter, yeah. which gives us one one more amazing John Lithgow line, of course. where he puts him in like a rear naked choke, yeah. and Lithgow just yells, uh, he yells, <clears throat> "It's just you and me now, you piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> that's so good so uh yeah so stallone ends up like you know they they do some some cool uh, jits moves on the roof on the, yep. the belly of the helicopter he ends up slamming uh lithgow like back inside of it and then uh, uh cuts the the ladder yeah helicopter falls and explodes yep. and then he like ice climbs his way back up i mean he's good at climbing yeah uh oh the one th- sorry the one thing I glossed over that I didn't make a note for was um uh so at one point they decide that they don't need Rooker anymore he has like a showdown with like the Australian guy or maybe he's also British yeah, he might have been Aussie and and then yeah. he's like oh, I used to be a a striker in football and he's like uh, until I something something yeah so he like beats the shit out until of Rooker until I took an arrow to the knee until the arrow to the knee. So he like beats uh beats the shit out of Rooker on the on the mountain cliff where he like stomps his knees doing like a bunch of soccer punts to the face. What am I gonna do about my legs? Rook, Rooker like gets pushed over the edge of the mountain. Yeah, and this is it's filmed really really well. Like mm. I said before, is like yeah. it's just far enough back that you can tell it's the edge of the cliff. Yeah, but you can't actually see anything over it. 
So Rooker gets like one big kick in the face, does a back roll, kind of looks like he goes all the way over the mountain. Yeah. Then they cut over and he's barely hanging on. So the guy steps on his hand and he's going to like knock him off, but mm-hmm. he manages to like grab the guy's like big ass rifle, yeah. swing it around and fucking blow him away. Shoot it up. Yeah. And he falls off the mountain. Yeah. And like, that was really cool. I thought that was shot really well. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the the rest of the money like goes back to the treasury. To whatever. Yeah, that first one got burned. So yeah, uh, yeah, we, we I mean, did it. As far as like '90s action movies, it's it's the it's, it's a good the one. Tit, it's the tits. <laughs> it's the tits. You cannot go wrong with Lithgow. Absolute king, especially yeah. pretending to be British. Yeah, <laughs> like he's pretending not, more than usual to yes, be British, like actively trying the accent. <laughs> he's he's given it a go. I'll, I'll give him that, and I uh, I respect that. And uh, and that concludes the forty five movies that you gave us to review in the regulation period. But <laughs> but wait, in regulation, here comes a new challenger. Someone took us up. Dome show's over, and here comes the next challenge. Here comes the next challenge. Here comes Nido. Here comes Kenta at the end of the Dome show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, remember? Fucking let Ibushi have a little party for a minute. Jesus Christ. Got to immediately go to the next guy. No. No fucking around. Cody A. Cody A, of all people, (laughs) took us up on the... Cody A? He's the guy who took us up on the offer. Took us up on the $50 latecomer's offer because he needed us. He's like, look, I know in the first three of the all requests, you did 11 movies. And because it's an odd number in the last one, you have to do 12. But what (laughs) if I made it 13? How about? (laughs) And he's like, I need you guys to watch and review the Oscar-winning, <laughs> Emmy-winning, Grammy-winning, and Tony-winning. He he's a, got an egot. He got an Uve Bowl. <laughs> received an egot for 2011's Blubberella. So I'm just gonna start talking now. You jump in whenever feels good for you. Just read the room. Can can I just read you the first thing I wrote? Okay, that uh, doesn't seem like me talking and you jumping oh. in. That seems like you talking, but okay. All caps. I'll- Chrissy Metz? <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's not Chrissy Continue. Metz. This goes beyond irony to unhinged. So, Uwe Boll, for those who don't know, is a bad director who makes a lot of, but not exclusively, video game to movie adaptations. So That, that are all... Terrible dog shit. He he's one of the worst filmmakers of this generation. Yes. So he made a movie of the video game Blood Rain. Yes. Which is sort of girl blade from my understanding. Eh, sort of. Sort of. Okay. And then he made two more Blood Rain movies. Yes. For a total of three by my count. Correct. The third one being Blood Rain, the Third Reich. Yeah. Taking place in Nazi Germany. Well, there's a common theme of uh, his life and... Uh, True. There are, there's crossover. Yes. So... Has he also made three 
In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege movie? You bet your ass he's made three In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege movies. But more importantly... Did he also do Nightwatch and Daywatch? I'm not a doctor. He did... No, he did... (laughs) He did Before Midnight and Before Sunset. (laughs) 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 Uwe Ball's quiet, contemplative movie with Ryan Phillippe. Ryan Phillippe! Scott! What... (sighs) happened it's late i, I guess i think ethan hawk is ryan phillip I've, I've had phillipy on the brain for a few days mm. don't know why ethan hawk and julie delpy quietly wander around beautiful european landscapes and waxing philosophical by uve bull uh but no he made blood rain the third reich and then the next year the very next year he made blood rain the third reich in 2010 yeah i haven't seen it me neither. I think I've maybe well, saw the first one. Drew, I got great news. You don't need to see it because the very next year, yep. he says to his self, what if I, <laughs> what if I make a scene for scene remake of Blood Rain the Third Reich, but with a big fat girl? <laughs> <laughs> That's insane that that's what a mentally ill man does that is bonkers i'm like no like i'll i'll put up with a lot of stuff this is nuts uve and then the movie starts and the very first title card when we uh cut to uh the the titular and i don't feel good about it and also the actress didn't feel good about it either blubberella yeah, but she co-wrote it. I know, but she wanted the name changed and mm. did not get her way. Well, that's a shame. The titular Blubberella s- snorting herself awake. The title card, uh, Blubberella, uh, listed as half human, half vampire, mostly doe. Well, and then not the wrong. It's Chrissy sec- Metz. Second, it's not Chrissy Metz. It's close enough. Second title card uh, alerts us that we're in... 1940 Germany in a Jewy part of town. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I take it all back, Uwe. This, guy rocks. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this might be pretty good. <laughs> what if I told you he made a Dungeon Siege uh, in the name of the king of Dungeon Siege, Siege Tale, yep. 2007, Jason mm-hmm. Satham. Saw it in theaters, maybe opening weekend, but not on purpose. Hmm. Then he made uh, In the Name of the King Two, Two Worlds. Oh. Starring Dolph Lundgren. Oh, he didn't get Statham back? And then he named did In the Name of the King Three, no no uh, uh, title. No time. With Dominic Purcell. Ooh. As the lead. Of of Prison, prison Break. Break fame? fame. He's li- Lincoln and, from Prison Break? Sure. And one of my mom's favorite shows of all time that barely lasted one season, oh. John Doe. Oh, not what I was saying. My he mom was, loved that show. He was... Purcell got another show that I maybe watched the first one of, and I was like, nah, I can't. What did you... What did you do, Dominic Purcell? He's handsome. DC's Legends of Tomorrow? He's that in, he was wasn't it. that. I mean, that wasn't it, but... Uh, damn, he's done 97 episodes of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Told you. Good on him. Told you. A little bit of prison break. Do you know who his brother was in that show? 
In, 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 in John Doe? Yeah. No, in uh, DC's Legend of Tomorrow. No. Uh, what the hell is his name? Went, Wentworth Miller? The other guy from Prison Break. Wentworth Miller. Was also was his brother in that show. What? Yeah. Stop it. One was fire, one was ice, and then Wentworth Miller got killed off in the first season. That's crazy. I know, right? Crazy. What fucking... I guess he was not on another show. John Doe, that's what you're thinking of. I mean, I didn't and the watch worst John part Doe. is at the end of the season because I watched it too. It was okay. Uh-huh. He was like a guy who wakes up in the middle of Times Square, uh, Grand Central Station. Yeah, with no memory of who he is, where he was from, why he was there. Right, but he had all of the knowledge in the world about like everything. Oh, so he like you could ask him like, "What's the square root of this?" and he would like immediately know it, or like. How how many chemical compounds are in this? And he would like know immediately. But then it's like, what's your name? I have no idea. <laughs> Where are you from? Like he, has, like, he had amnesia about who seems he like was. if he's so smart, he could extrapolate all the other information and figure out who the fuck he is. Maybe. But then the very end was like uh, his best friend in the whole season turned out to be the bad guy. Oh no! And then we didn't get to find out what happened. Oh shit! Sucks. It turned out Wentworth Miller was gay. Uh, is he gay? Yeah. Actually? Hella gay. Okay. Drew, he's one of the gayest men in America. <laughs> okay. Is it? Okay. I don't know if that's true. All right. Let's, let, but he let, is gay. No more Dominic Purcell talk. Let's get back to the shit. Fine. Um, uh, I, I, uh, did you know that in high school she was mo- voted that. most likely to marry a black man? I wrote that too. <laughs> uh, I wrote all of the fat shaming stuff rules. Uh, she set up a dating account on HebrewHookup.org. Hell yeah. Um, why was her egg timer a phone? <laughs> like, it's, it had the f- sound of a phone ringing. Unclear. Um, Do not know. Is there anyone worse at making movies than Uve? I don't think so. One of the worst, honestly. Um, making a fat girl do stunts is just mean. Watching her run away was hilarious. It was mean. They they made her do too much exercise. Uh, that, that scene at the end where she's just absolutely yep. gassed. Yep. That was... That wasn't that wasn't nice. Am I going too fast with notes here? We haven't done any any uh I mean I think you're okay. She's a fat girl she's a vampire who hunts Nazis, yeah, but is barely a vampire and she has the like likability of <laughs> of a Diablo Cody character. Like <laughs> she just says one liners and jokes nonstop, but you're you're batting like not even a hundred. No. Like it's 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 one out of every like twelve jokes is good. Yeah. But it's nothing but nonstop. I'd say we're bad I'd probably if I was to put a number out I'd probably batting uh point oh eight two five. Yeah. Like terrible. Yeah. But yeah, it's just nonstop jokes. She like and like no, no, she's completely unlikable. I think that's probably the point of it. She's yeah. Um, at one point when she uh, she catches up to the the commander of the forces, the German forces, yeah, and uh, she squishes him, and then he just says, "I come," and then he came all over him and her, and then died. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Then What's the um, issue? she meets like the. The rebel forces, yeah, and the leader whose name is Nathaniel, and he like pops out and, and he says like something something, and then she says, uh, "Homo say what?" <laughs> and then uh, and then I wrote, 
I've been in a movie with the actor who played Nathaniel. Really? Which? Look up the movie uh, 18, but the word spelled out. Oh, yeah, that, that was a movie. Yeah. Not to be confused with 17 again. Directed by a gay man. Featuring a gay man, me. 18. Also featuring another gay man of um, uh, Alan Cumming. 2005? Sure. Does that sound right? Does it look like... (laughs) Is Brendan Fletcher one of the main actors? Uh, Yes, he is. As is Vancouver's Paul Anthony. That's the one. Of Paul Anthony's Talent Time. That's the one. Vancouver local show. I was a featured extra in that, as was Kelly Summers. Are you on the IMDb? No, but we're both in it for like, I don't know, two seconds. There's like a pan, there's a pan of a crowd and we're sitting like front row, like cheering on. Beauty. And both of us are in it. You got to get on that IMDb. You think I, do you think I'm going to, I was going to let them not give you a credit? Not give me a credit for the main event? Nope. Are you out of your mind? Nope. I'm in there, baby. But I've, yeah, so I've been in a movie with Nathaniel. And Alan Cumming and, and Alan Cumming. Ian McKellen. Uh, McKellen and voice. Was, yeah, McKellen, McKellen was not there. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. He did and... the voiceover of like older. Okay. <laughs> there was a lot of gay uh, uh, overtones to it. <laughs> in the Ian McKellen movie? Yeah. Never oh, also, guess. we got to see the lead actress's boobs. That's pretty cool. She was like doing cabaret and then like flashed us to get the crowd to like pop. Got <laughs> a girl. Uh, yeah, so the the rebels are him and uh, and then another guy who actually I think has done some John stuff. Ralphio. To, it's not John Ralphio. John Raffio. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Oh, and and also this is most of the same cast as Blood Rain the Third yeah. Reich. Like Brendan Fletcher is in yeah. Blood Rain, and as is. <laughs> Clint Howard and yep. and others like a couple actual people. But it, does uh, Uwe Boll also play Hitler in Blood Rain? I hope so because it's very funny. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if he does, but uh, yeah. So Brendan Fletcher as Nathaniel is one of the uh, one of the main rebels, and then the other is uh, Emmy winner William Belly, who uh, whenever a new person shows up on screen for the first time, William Belly seems to exclusively dress as a woman these okay. days. Good, uh, good for him. Uh, he also uh, played. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Ticked off trannies with knives. He he was in 2010's Ticked Off Trannies with Knives, playing the character. This is the best drag name I've ever heard, and, I, and I've heard over four you, drag. You've names. heard Strawberry Alarm Clock. I've heard Strawberry Alarm Clock. I've heard Carmen San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard I've heard my own one, which is the the right wing pundit uh drag character tucker balls in <laughs> uh, but i have not heard one as good as emmy winner william belly's rachel slur that's a good fucking drag name holy shit oh that's really really good holy shit and i do keep calling him emmy winner william belly i would like to know what he won an emmy for. family ties family yeah. ties family you ties. say uh, where the fuck is awards? Up See, at the top, four, stupid. Four nominations. He uh, he's a daytime Emmy nominee. Fuck off. Someone, I remember someone saying he was a winner. I'm like, oh. he's yeah, a nominee for outstanding makeup for Eastsiders. 
and supporting actor in a digital drama series Ooh. for Outsiders. Ooh. I take back every nice thing. How many Emmys do you have, Scott? Uh, the same number as William Bell. Oh. Zero. Well, there you go. <laughs> So you're just as good as him. I'm just as good as him, but I don't have as good a drag name. <laughs> and you're not you're not going to with that kind of attitude. Anyway, so his title card when uh, when his name first comes up in the movie, uh, I respond to in all caps, quoting it with a question mark at the end because his title description is "However you say fag in German." I'm like, Uwe's Jesus cool Christ. Uwe's Uwe. a cool guy. Jesus Christ. But he, I know it's 2011, so it's a little it's a different bef- time. It's a little bit before the wokeness. Them boys being but boys. like, this is even just like Uve being so tone deaf to what are jokes. Yeah. Like he doesn't get that. Like none of this is funny. <laughs> no. This was funny in like 2000. Let me, I will tell you. Two things that were funny back to back. One specific, one in concept. The concept of being on J date in the 1940s and all your dates keep getting gassed yep. is legitimately yep. funny. That's funny. <laughs> and secondly, when she's trying to get uh, William Belly's attention, she's like, uh, or, or just like sort of talking to him from across the room. And she's like, Are you gay? And he's like, No. And she goes, hey, fag. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. And then she goes, see? <laughs> see? Yeah, that was good. Uh, one note that I wrote uh, when they're still, like, you know, like, when they first meet each other and uh, they're, like, at the train station, like, and they open the train and it's full of Jews. Yeah. And then they, like, close it because they're not sure how to deal with them yet. Yeah. And then uh, she goes, like, uh, I, I don't remember, like, he, he says something about, like, like, uh, like you've been here before, and she goes, "Yeah, all these trains going east, running away from me." And then uh, inside the train, you hear one of the Jews like say, "Like, open up, let us out!" And then he, she yells, "Stop whining!" And he, <laughs> and he goes, "What do you expect us to do?" <laughs> like, it's so playfully anti-Semitic. Very much so. <laughs> uh, then she has a precious dream. She has a precious dream. Where her, where there is a, I wrote, drag blackface. It's William Belly. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Playing pre- play, uh, William Belly as Monique. Rachel Slur as Monique. As Monique. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's Inception. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's also Nazi Dr. Clint Howard. There is Nazi Dr. Clint Howard. The, the premise of the movie is they're trying to infuse Hitler with vampire blood so Hitler can live forever. Yeah. But they especially want her daywalker, or they actually do call her a fat walker at one point. They call her fat walker. They want her fat walker blood so he can have vampire immortality, uh, but uh, can also go out in the sun and doesn't get melted by holy water. Yeah. Yeah. The, Um, The perfect Hitler. As if such a thing was even necessary. As if we needed a more More perfect perfect Hitler. Hitler. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, at one point, uh, Hitler appears, played by Uwe Boll, and this yep. was this was the point where I was done with the movie, because when he shows up, her yeah. exact words are, what's up, A to the D to the O to the L to the F? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep, fuck this yeah, movie. That, that fast might be forward, about fast it. forward, fast forward, fast forward. I was done. I was done with this movie. Uwe was also very comfortable slipping into Hitler. You don't say. Yeah. You I don't know this say. might come as a shock. A man in his 50s playing Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> a German man. A German man. A very man German man in, in his, his 50s, 50s playing Hitler. Playing Hitler. Uh, yeah, he uh, he seemed pretty good with it. Uh, there, oh, man, they, they got another legitimate laugh out of me and i think uh you know what they they got two in a row out of me the the one was when they not when they killed not the commanded but like the lieutenant yeah. um as they how did they kill him? did they just shoot him or how did his death go anyway it's it's unimportant how his death went but uh but as as he was dying he just says rosebud which, <laughs> yeah. which actually made me laugh yeah yeah and then, uh, well, it was, <laughs> then at a point she gets captured and they're, and they're going to extract her blood. And, uh, I think this was the scene and, and he's, they're, he's trying to string her up upside down and it's uh, not working because, uh, because Chrissy Matz, this is little Clint Howard can't lift Chrissy Matz. And then he like, I think he just like gets down in their face and like yells at her, and then I think like she like grabs his face and yep. squishes, and squishes it his face. And goes, why so serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, this yeah, is yeah. so stupid, yeah. but I kind yeah. of love it. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was. I think that was the last uh, laugh that I was just sort of mad at it for yeah. the uh, for the remainder for the rest of the movie. Uh, yeah. So the the first the the commander under hitler he he gets vamped up first and then and then he get, oh that he yeah so he he gets bitten or whatever and is just vampire nazi uh but then then he drinks her blood he gets her fat walker blood and the blood you drew get this the blood made him fat hmm. Can, uh, <laughs> are you uh, are you over it you see, I I told you, you, you seem, I stopped watching when she did oh, the you stopped watching. A to the D to the O to the L to the oh, that, F. That was it. And I went, fast forward, I'm done. I wrote one other <laughs> note, but it wasn't anything I watched. <laughs> I was so angry after that that I could not watch it. I could that's, not watch uh, the last like 20 minutes of this movie. That's totally fair. Yeah. So there there's a sh- there's a showdown with the uh, commander with not commandant Hitler. with with not Hitler. Um where she uh, she does give him the uh, she gives him the warrior's death, which uh, yay I think you would uh, approve of, and then uh, and then we go on to uh, fight Hitler, I guess, but we don't see it because the movie ended. Mm. <laughs> we yeah, the the movie ends with killing the number two. Well, and well, I guess Uve Uve couldn't let himself slash Hitler be killed. Yeah, is his hero. He didn't want a sad ending. Yeah. So yeah, so they just ended the movie there, and then they did a uh, a sneak preview for like a very blubberella Christmas, mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that was it. It's um, it look, it has its flaws, but at the end of the day, Uwe Ball is my favorite director and my favorite restaurateur. He hates Vancouver. Um, the only other note I wrote is at one point she gets handed a massive gun or she gets offered a gun and the other girl says, do you want the big black one? And she goes, I always go big and black. Yeah. Uh, and then I wrote, oh, surprise, surprise. A fat girl in love with a gay man. Does that hit too close to home, Scott? <laughs> well, as a fat girl who is in love with a gay man <laughs> that I'm looking at right now. Yes, it does hit close uh, to home. <laughs> I like that you turned it around on me. The old switcheroo. We got him. We got him. Uh, R.I.P. to Uwe Bowles. Like, 
five-star restaurant in Vancouver, Bauhaus. In Gastown, in, in the worst in part the of the city. In the sketchiest part of the... Hey, he's doing his part to gentrify. Where he kept getting windows smashed. Yeah. He and his wife kept getting spat on by homeless people <laughs> and, like, shit thrown at them. Yeah. And then when they closed down, he literally said, like, Vancouver Fuck is one place. of the shittiest cities I've ever been in in my life. But like, yeah, because you pick the worst part. But also, that's like the hip part in theory. Yeah. So like, you want to be in that part of the city. But also, it's a tricky. We have a severe homeless and uh, mental health and crackhead addicted population. It's a tricky area that are uh, stabbing people with syringes on the reg. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I had the pleasure of eating there once, and it was fantastic. Did you see him? I I didn't see him. Did you get your uh, your 4K copy of? Day watch signed by him. I got my 3K copy signed, if you know what I'm talking about. Ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we were there in the summer. And he's and, only there. And, and he's there literally the three other seasons of the year. Ah. And, and apparently was there all the time. If we had come in a on a non-summer day, yeah. odds are he would have been there. Well, disappointing. But, uh, you, sad. You, so you could have met your hero did, whose hero is Hitler. Did not get, get to give my compliments to the chef. I assume he cooks everything and then they freeze it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's there for uh, owner slash yeah. head chef Uwe Boll. He's there for nine months of the year, and yeah. everything else is frozen from the rest of the year. Yeah, so uh, I am glad I got to eat there, but I'm sad it's gone. Yeah, but uh, and it doesn't sound like he will be back because he he, he ha- fucking he hates, hates this place it. now. He wrote like a long ass article online yeah. after they left about how shitty Vancouver was to him and you, his wife. You are the ones who are the ballickers. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to I'm I'm going to eat you and then take a sheet and then re and then fe- and then feed you the shiza and then you make the shiza and then I I eat the shiza. This is no longer a, a sweat. This is this is just porn. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, so that that was our our, our emergency entry, Blubberella, and shame on all of you except Codier. For not taking us up on the chance of a lifetime offer to pay more <laughs> to get a movie and to get me to watch The Great White Hype. You can never see it again. Which I will never watch again as long as I live. I will not eat another morsel of food until Margaret Thatcher is dead and buried. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, a Norm MacDonald line from, from his show. And then uh, uh, Adam... Adam Egret, Adam Adam Faggot, uh, <laughs> says uh, she's long dead. And then Norm <laughs> pulls out a bucket of fried chicken from nowhere yeah. and starts housing it. <laughs> Scott, I got good news. What's that? We're free. Are we done? We're free. Can I watch something we that I want to? We are free. Oh, my God. I'm gonna I'm gonna go enjoy my Scooby Doo uh, three and oh two, it's a Scooby Doo two and Scoob except for I'm not because I'm gonna go home and go right to bed because I have to be up at like five a.m. Yeah yeah that's and uh, it's what ten it's it's pushing ten it's the night nine forty yeah Buh. but uh, we did it I can't what wait. are we at four hours We're Jesus four Christ. hours baby I can't wait for next week didn't I say seven hours it's pretty good yeah we're gonna have a nice day. We're going to record a short podcast, I guess, figure out the fucking WrestleMania thing. I don't know. And then just watch a bunch of 1990s Japanese women's wrestling. Absolutely. Which we did last week. And it was lovely. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so that's the move. Thanks again to everyone. Who, Thank you. Who, who uh, engaged in the participation, which is a portmanteau of participate and Pakistan. And uh, we are uh, we are rapidly running out of steam. <laughs> <laughs> I think we ran into steam three hours ago. We you know it, it, we had a, a solid second win though, so I'm I'm gonna call it a win. Her- um, Scott, I can't talk. I got a shit. <laughs> thank, thanks, uh, thanks, Moose. I um, is yeah, that's that his name. I think that's his name, Moose. Am I crazy? I don't know. I don't remember. It's been too long. That's definitely Travolta's name. And uh, do it, the fan the- starring Robert De Niro and Leslie Snipes. Fanatic. Yeah, I think his name is Moose. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. The fanatic is what it's called. Apparently, uh, yeah. his name was Moose. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. And Hunter Dunbar was Devin. Sotto. Hunter Dunbar is a pretty sick that's name. A pretty that, sick that's name. like an NXT 2.0 name. Yes, it is. Hunter Dunbar, managed by a uh, Fallon Henley and Tatum Paxley. Tatum Paxley. And uh, uh, what's, the, what's Fred Durst's next project? Kay- what, what Kayla Inlay. Yeah, such good names. What's What's Fred's next project? What's he directing next? What if I told you the fanatic too? No, he's not. You can't. You already did Stan. What are you going to do after Stan? It's true. Maybe he'll do a different uh, music video. Oh, maybe he'll do a movie based on uh, Paula Abdul's Opposites Attract, where she fucks a cat. Huh. Is that on the table? Maybe. Turn it off. We're done. Durst's capable hands. (laughs) Um, Hey, everyone's still listening. So by all (laughs) means, follow us on Twitter. At not Scott at Sarian Softpaws and Sarian Softpaws. If we get one new follow from that plug, I will eat Drew's butt, <laughs> <laughs> Scooby style. <laughs>